welcome to episode 8 of the Steedcast. I believe it's episode 8 at least. In this particular episode, we will be discussing quite possibly one of, well, if not the most successful and popular groups in musical history. The Beatles. I thought you were going to say Slayer. <laughs> well, could have done. My name is Gareth Burrow, and joining me in doing so is Mr. Gene Clad. I hang it on my wall, Jenkins. <laughs> Mr. Richard Merseybeat Myrick. Mr. Tom, he's got his ticket to ride. Tit. Is <laughs> Jedman. Hello, this is The Beatles. That's fantastic. I don't understand any of those references except not a problem, one. not an issue. <laughs> okay, so The Beatles. Where do we start with The Beatles? I. Allow me to... Yeah, yeah. Go, go for a start. Uh, okay. The Beatles formed in Liverpool in 1960. Despite... Um, There's a despite. Despite uh, John, George and Paul um, actually performing together since 1958 uh, in a previous incarnation uh, called the Quarry Men. Quarry Men. Yeah. Uh, I assume Rich was aware of that. Yeah. Um, they also called themselves the Silver Beatles for a few gigs as well. Um, yeah. They, they were... Sounds like a marble. They, uh, one of the original names was uh, Long John Silver. I think. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. they, I think John didn't like having John in the name, and he also didn't want to be based off a pirate. Yeah. So when it was I Silver could have Beatles, changed the face of the world. I could have, couldn't I? Yeah. yeah. Imagine like just millions of people singing like uh, pirate shanties. <laughs> also, in the town where I was born. Also, for the B B E A T rather than the Volkswagen Beatles. Yeah. Ah, so when well, they, when they were called Silver Beatles, was it Silver B E A T? I think I think it was normal, and it was Beatles it, it as it was B W E. But there was a derogatory term uh, for a female biker called a beetle. Christ. They used to call them Beatles, and that was spelled double E T. And this, it was in a film. I can't remember what film it was, but after that film came out and it was eventually released in the UK, the Beatles changed their name to the A, which is a play on the words. Beatles play here once. Are you a drug? It was just used as a slang term for a, a female biker, but like oh, a, a bad like slang. Oh, Christ. You <laughs> yeah, if you say so. Don't we want to be in any bad rest? It was original group, yeah. Spaz was. So. Was it really? Yeah, yeah. it was, it was like Scope. Like, you know, they used to... Um, it was a charity. Spaz was a charity. Oh, right. Spaz is also a fantastic uh, early nineties power violence uh, hardcore slash grindcore group. Wonder what one come first? <laughs> Chicken or the egg? <laughs> Go on, guy. Carry on anyway. Oh, no, I was just uh, yeah. So uh, it was a uh, yeah. They they uh, they built up a strong reputation for themselves, um, leading up to uh, a residency within Hamburg, yep. uh, which was a three-year stint in Hamburg. Uh, but during that time, they had uh, original bass player uh, Stuart Sutcliffe. Yeah. Sorry, can I interrupt? When you say Hamburg, is that a, a venue or is that I a Germany? Germany, oh, Germany oh, Hamburg, okay. yeah. They played in brothels and everything. In, in yeah, Germany. they, 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 they spent a lot of time out oh, there, uh, a bit of a residency, so to speak. But while they were out there, didn't they? That's where they met Ringo Starr, but he was playing in another band, wasn't he? He was. That's right. I'll, I'll move on. Yeah. To that. yeah oh, sorry. So, I'm, I'm setting up. He, well. uh, he was in Rory Storm and the Hurricane. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, during this time, though, they had uh, bass player Stuart Sutcliffe. Uh, they did so. There was three yeah. guitars and Stuart Sutcliffe on bass uh, and, nice. and drummer, drummer Pete Best. Um, Pete Best. That's but, football. Um, after George Best. George Best. That is. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> After 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 only a short stint in the band, uh, Stuart Sutcliffe uh, left to pursue an art career yeah. before, before tragically um, tragically dying uh, 
possibly months later at, brain, the age of, brain hemorrhage, at the age of just 21 yeah from a brain hemorrhage he was just, very, just 21 he was very influential in the Beatles though yeah because he was the one who introduced John to all the American rock singers and you know like Elvis Chuck Berry uh, the all those uh, Buddy Holly Sonics <laughs> so Kinks. if it yeah. wasn't because he had the um, the leather jackets like back that's up, right he, he had the whole teddy boy quiff thing yeah. so if it, was, if it wasn't for him then the Beatles probably well John may have found out later on, but he found out early enough to start writing. What was the name things. of the original drummer again? Pete Best. Is he associated with any other musical acts after the Beatles? That name was um, Bell. Not at all. No, yeah. he was actually uh, he was uh, fired by the band. Uh, he was fired by he was fired by the manager Brian Epstein and Ringo replaced him in 1962. Can I just be fired? It was, it, I don't think it was Epstein. I thought he was the what's the what's the producer now? George Martin. I no, thought, it was it was Brian Epstein. That's George Martin. As I thought it was when they went to the studio and George Martin was there and um, he didn't and he didn't he like more, he more or less he more or less said to Epstein um, th- this guy just is making the cut. He didn't um, like Ringo at the start, did he, George Martin? Then he thought the Ringo no, wasn't what, that what happened was, um, what happened was, um, Ringo joined the band and it was for the Love Me, it was for the Love Me Do recording yeah, session. Yeah. Um, Ringo recorded it, but, um, Martin wasn't happy with it and they, they hired a session drummer called yeah. Alan White yeah. to play on Love Me Do. Now, I believe that the single that actually got released had the session drummer on yeah. it. And Ringo, <laughs> and Ringo played Ringo tambourine. just played tambourine. Tambourine, yeah. yeah, yeah. Call that kicking the teeth. But perhaps. there was a version of that recorded. It is a version. The best as well. Um, There's three different versions yeah. of it. Jesus. I think they're all on the anthology CD. Yeah. Um, I believe they're all on the anthology CD. Um, yeah, they released really in the 90s, wasn't it? That yeah, was. yeah. The, the, the documentary they yeah. aired on TV. Christ alive, that's complicated. George Martin, um, did he go on and write a famous fantasy TV series that may or may not have we have spoken about, possibly? Possibly, possibly. Um, Is that good night, sweetheart? Yeah, basically, basically, um, basically, basically George, George, George Martin complained to Brian Epstein's about Pete Best's, uh, I quote, poor drumming skills. And uh, it was it it's was suggested last name, isn't it? it was suggested that they, re- they replace him and and Pete Best will forever be known as as the guy who was in the Beatles for a brief so moment. So when he yeah. he got kicked out, he was replaced by Carl Drogo. No, by by Ringo Starr. <laughs> <laughs> by Ringo Starr. By, by Richard Starkey. Ringo Starr. Um, and that was in 1962, I believe. Uh, Ringo replaced him. Ringo was previously back. Ringo was previously playing in a band called Rory Storm and the Hurricanes, who they crossed paths a couple of times. And so they, they, they formed in the 50s, then late 50s, or was it early 60s? Very early 60s. So, yeah. what do you say, in your own opinion, the Beatles are like a manufactured band? No, no, not at not all. Even though the manager no. is cherry picking and kicking not people, not at all. Apparently, when apparently when they called Ringo up to ask him to join the band, he was playing in. Uh, one of the Welsh butlins is possibly Paul Helly, is how you call it. I can't say it. Uh, Paul I, I believe I believe he was um, Ringo was, was Ringo was oh, playing right. butlins. Pontins, right? yeah, Pontins. Um, Pontins. that's what I that's what I read anyway. The Welsh version, yeah, they're not manufactured because like George, uh, Paul, and John. Uh, especially Paul and John, they knew each other way before. Like in, they were in the Quarrymen together. They were in an original band that's together. Right, that's right. Um, like to be a manufactured band, you basically like grabbing people from all ends of the country to uh, 
The manager seems to be like so. picking people out of different bands. And, and it, it was, I think managers had a lot more influence. It was, yeah, in yeah they, they did have a lot of influence in those days, but I think it was George Martin's influence as well. And George Martin is a very good producer. Yeah, he very much helped them develop their sound and, you know, mold them and made them what they be. Yeah, and when he says that, you know, this band has got massive potential, but you need to get rid of this guy. Of course, the Beatles were cut entirely from the TV series. Um, so, you know, it's like a lot of people don't know this. So, yeah. you know, they don't realize the they were meant to be playing at the Red Wedding. They were completely <laughs> cut left. <laughs> but uh, if, if you read if you read uh, more recent uh, interviews with with uh, Mr. Pete Best, he, he always says that um, his, his drum was absolutely fine, and that it was a lot of jealousy going on and stuff. He's got his own story of it. Basically, mm. they reckon that he, he had all all the, all the fans and everything, and and the other guys were jealous of him and whatnot. See, well, he, he was the best this, looking. This is one what gets me about these situations when you hear about these tumultuous histories of bands like this, or Pink Floyd, or Led Zeppelin, and, and so on. And when like they're replacing people for being shit essentially is what they're saying this ain't like you know some pretty vicious situation is it this is like these are professional musicians so who's going oh he's not very good you know, I think it's the producer. It was the producer. Yes. Really, it was George Martin. It was. some backlash from fans, though. Originally, wasn't it? Originally, yeah. As referenced in the uh, Simpsons, Barney Forever, Wigan Never. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, again, that, uh, that episode, the B Sharps episode, is basically a mirror of the Beatles. Totally, it's, yeah. yeah totally, it is. Yeah, totally. Because Matt, Matt uh, Groening is a massive Beatles fan, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And the yeah, only yeah. only Beatle he never had on the show was uh, John Lennon, wasn't it? That'd be hard work. Well, that would be hard work. <laughs> Are we jumping ahead? Possibly referencing. Way too jump ahead. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I'd say yeah. so. I'm imagine. So. Ruining, uh, imagine. Get, oh, sorry. I get, I get the Simpsons. I'll get my Simpsons references up the way. Yeah. Now. So. Lennon. So uh, yeah, as I said, uh, although although yeah, carry on. although although Ringo played uh, on Love Me Do, the version that released uh, wasn't actually Ringo on it. Um, I have listened to all three versions. I can't tell the difference too much. <laughs> I can't tell the difference too much. It's, it's no. a lot of nitpicking, I think. Yeah. I, I can't yeah. say I've listened to them, like, one after the other, but I yeah. don't know. You probably you should do that. You, yeah, you probably could, that, yeah. but you, you, you'd have to probably listen out for stuff, wouldn't you? I think the Pete Best version is the weakest, though, probably with all due respect. Um, is that what you were meant to think, though? I don't know. Best, I don't know. Wrong, I mean, a raw end of history. History is dictated by I, the victor. Beat I'll have to properly all. listen to the beat well, that's going on. What we'll do is we'll get like you break them down. We'll get someone to completely like change the name of them so we don't know who's drumming on what, and then and then we listen to them and then we rank them worst to best, and then worst to beat best. <laughs> worst, yeah. yeah, no, I was just about to say no pun intended. <laughs> um, and then and then we decide. Then I reckon we do that. But I mean, imagine imagine living being the guy who could have been like one of the most successful, well, in the most successful band, imagine, arguably in the world. Imagine being that session drummer. Well, yeah, yeah, it was just, just a paid job for him, right? Yeah, no. gig, Imagine all the people that could have been in that band. Imagine that. <laughs> it doesn't even get a laugh. <laughs> some some people just get lucky though, don't they? And pitch the right time and Lady Gaga. Right place, right time. I was having this conversation. Uh, didn't she write loads of like Britney Spears songs? And shit, I was joking. I, was, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know I, what I, you were getting. I, I, no, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was having this conversation recently. People who aren't particularly talented or don't really do much, but just kind of have got lucky in bands. For example, Bez and Happy Mondays. You just kind of like, yeah. you know. <laughs> and Celebrity yeah, Big Brother like really help him though. 
Uh, I believe so. Because he was um, in that and he was really popular, wasn't he? There are people in bands who think you really, you know, there could be somebody doing a slot. Courtney Love. Or you don't need to be there. Or... Courtney Love, yeah. That woman yeah. in Sisters of Mercy that actually doesn't do anything. Oh, Meg White in the White Stripes. Meg, well, she's a drummer, though. That's pretty yeah, important. Yeah, but she's shit. It, it lends to that. Sound I think I think it's the, it's just the right if if it's well or it's what's needed. You don't need much more. You may as well just program some fucking drums or make it interesting. No, nah, you don't need much more going doing on. Recording. You don't need you don't need <laughs> any more does. going on. Really, I don't think. Nah, I it's like just, Meg White. It's it works. Way, yeah, it works. It, for not not the the drumming reasons though. No, genuinely for the drumming reasons. Really, I mean, she's not you know super talented. This is. Really, you don't need to be for that kind no, of music. Exactly. Like people, people, people don't need to be. People shit on Ringo Starr being a shit drummer, but he was a master at less is more. Did you know he was? A, he's a left-handed uh, drummer playing a right-handed. Yeah, left-handed, right-handed drummer. Mm-hmm. Dragon Force. Yeah, that's what he did. That's what he did. Yeah, but yeah, I, be- I believe his I believe his mother disencouraged him from being left-handed. That's partly the reason he's. Uh, was it back, it was the devil's work back in that. No, place, she was just it? like you. you you don't want to be right, right. Uh, you don't want to be left-handed, son. Come on, now. give me. Come on, give me. Why is that? Put the pencil in the sand. You know. Don't yeah, disrespect me in front of Brenda. Yeah, she talked about it. I believe. I'm sure I read that somewhere. Is he like Ronnie Wood or whatever? From Does he play side stick? Ronnie Wood. Ronnie Wood's a Rolling Stones. I'm confusing I know Ronnie job Wood, yeah. that bands you, but like it would be the... they got that. They don't. They plays with the jazz, the, like this, yeah, like a jazz. Oh, the jazz stance. He does. Yeah. Oh, like chopsticks. He, does he play with the jazz though? I don't think was he does. It, was it just? He pop has. Band? You've seen him play it like that, but normally he's normal. He's pretty straight up. Isn't very, he? Yeah. very versatile. A very versatile drummer. No, master or less is more though, because like his beats weren't like fucking Dragon Force intricate, but like they were kind of. I like the I like the shuffle doesn't come together. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's stuff like that. It's stuff like that. Less is more. Yeah, it's great. You know, you don't need to have... You, want, you telling me about less is more and then you're ragging on Meg White. Come on, man. That's just basic <laughs> shit, though. It's literally foot, stick, foot, stick, foot, It works, stick. though. What, what about, what about a fish and a rice cake and then a fish and then a rice cake? What, what about that <laughs> hardest button to button? Oh, that goes... Bum, bum, dun, dun, dun. Bum, bum. Yeah, actually, the kick drum, yeah, yeah, the kick drum. Actually, the rice are terrible. That's reference to the Simpsons as well. It is. They crash in together, don't they? When Bart loads with the drums, you tickled my orchid, son. I tell you what, then I'll steal it back a bit. Allow me to talk you through some facts and figures. Go ahead. We're talking facts and figures. Facts and figures we'll get. Did you know? Did you know the Beatles are the best-selling band in musical history? Yeah, I thought that was Michael Jackson. Band, he said. Listen, Sean. He's the best-selling. He's the best-selling. Uh, it might not be the now. I don't know what it is, but he, he was the best-selling artist. He would be. Beatles are the best-selling band. There's a reason Michael Jackson bought their back catalogue. Yeah, he, he, he did. What about believe, Queen? I believe when when um, him and Paul was recording Ebony and Ivory. No, was, uh, no, it would have been say 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 and um, say say no say. It would have been the songs he was doing with Michael. Uh, Stevie Wonder was was at Ebony and Ivory, um, but yeah, when he when when he was recording with Michael, he had a little chat, and Paul was basically saying, um, "You know where the money is? You should buy songwriting stuff." And he's like, oh, yeah. "That's that's a good idea." And he's like, and then and then all, next day he's like, "Hey, Paul, I've just bought all your songs." Yeah. <laughs> that's literally what happened because Paul bought back a lot of his own, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. That's a fantastic Michael Jackson impression. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, that's what happened, and uh, I've seen a couple of interviews where. Um, Paul does the impression as well, and um, <laughs> yeah. pretty much that's what he says. You know, it's yeah. a couple of days later, he's like, "I've, I've just bought your songs, so <laughs> what are you can do about it." 
So Paul gave him the advice to buy he, the music. He gave him advice, and then and then Jackson was like, "Hang on, who's who's the best yeah. band uh, band songs I can buy?" Oh, I know the Beatles. Why didn't Paul just do it to his own stuff before? So, well, uh, the Be- the Beatles had uh, record sales of o- over eight hundred million records worldwide, and they are the best selling musical artist in the United States of America. They once dominated the top five with all five singles. Is that, that's right. Yeah. They've had uh, five different Beatles tracks. Yeah, Jesus. Top five. That's a desperate state of affairs. And isn't I it? think they held the, the album spot as well. The they've, same sold, they've sold. They've sold more singles in the United Kingdom than any other act. Uh, and they've had more number one albums on the British charts than any other act. Christ. Uh, Spice Girls are pretty big mind. They are, yeah. They only had two albums, though, didn't they? Spice Girls. The second one was. One was well of Jerry, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you actually apologise for leaving? That was um, my friends and Jerry. Um, yeah. when, when, I, when I saw them, it was referenced, and, um, and Mel B was like, you, you fucking left the band on my birthday, and all this kind of stuff. They had a little, Why did you say that in front of thousands of people? Uh, it was a stage. It was just like one of them staged arguments, like like an American chat show stage wasn't, argument. Wasn't Viva was Forever her last song with them, or last um, video? I don't know. They did the good, good, They did the goodbye, my friend, then didn't they? But um, yeah, it was like a little a little staged argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah betch. Um, anyway, going back, going back to the Beatles. In 1988, uh, the Beatles were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, and all four members uh, were inducted individually between 1994 and 2015. In 2008, <laughs> Who's the last one? Doing oh, the star, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Was it really in, uh, in 2008, uh, the group uh, topped Billboard magazine's list of all-time most successful artists, and uh, they've had they've had Grammy Awards, Academy Awards, uh, which is from the film. Let It Be in 1970 and they've had 15 Ivan Novello Awards as well as just topping various reader polls and charts and whatnot and yeah. everything really everything. they were pretty popular I think they're massively overrated Tim to be honest so what, what are your reasons for that just not just, good they're just not very they are, they're not a bad band they just I don't understand the I think this, they're so inoffensive that it offends me <laughs> this is not again this is not talking about maybe it's some of the, the later more experimental non-touring stuff which I learned just from watching this video yeah. no but like I, I mean like, that. I that. Yes. I mean like the the Beatlemania thing I just don't get it it's kind of akin to what you see in One Direction and Justin Bieber these days. In, exactly. In, in yeah, but they're a real band, though, aren't they? Not, they're, they're a real band, yeah, because they write their own music. They're not a product now. But that sort of the mania part of it is exactly like what it was with the Beatles. But like as a as a musician, I think they are key to what modern music is now. If it wasn't for the Beatles, modern music, I think, would be I mean, very um, different. A, 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 oh, no doubt. No some doubt some of these songs even have very early elements of, like, metal and stuff in them. And, uh, yeah, my my uncle always said that George Harrison was the godfather of thrash metal. Yeah, genuinely, you can see <laughs> where they come from. I would love to hear like, the actual It's because of, like, chord, chord progressions and stuff. Yeah, and things yeah, like yeah that. totally, totally. There's a lot of stuff that they do. And, like, ah, I don't actually know if you've got this fact there... But John Lennon was the actual, the Beatles were the first band to actually have feedback from an amplifier as a song in a song before anyone, and they used that as like a I don't know a, an element of music before Jimi Hendrix did it, yeah, and he yeah. did it by complete accident in one of the tracks, and he thought, "Oh, that sounds cool. I'll use that." I can't remember what track it was now, though. But it was three years before Jimi Hendrix did it. Um, Hendrix did it. Suck on that, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's true. You can take that to the bank, but. Can't yeah, remember the songs, yeah, sadly, yeah. though. But yeah, 
that's uh but no i'd like the beatles are in in my eyes the, the greatest band of all time just purely based on like you you look at all of their albums the the variance in the type of songs that they write like they went through loads of different phases like everyone does like through their 20s into their 30s mm-hmm. you go through different musical phases and they you know they went through like their stoner phase and this sort of corporate tie and shirt phase and all that stuff you know and the happy that sort of happy 60s sound stuff and all that stuff mop that's, top. that's what i associate them with yeah. it? it just grinds me but have you listened to like you know like sergeant peppers is a brilliant album someone gonna do it there we go i knew an indian accent was gonna creep <laughs> out the thing is though um, like studio wise, uh, like the technology and stuff they had, they've always happening. But it was mental. Like it was so number much eight. effort. All analog. Yeah. <laughs> so much effort going yeah. into exactly, eight. and that's where you give George Martin a lot of credit. Yeah, he is, yeah, yeah. He is referred to as the. So there's over 700 hours of recording. Uh, I believe that it took to yeah. get it all going. Like. But, but it's like they'll they'll come into the studio one day, and John then will just go, "Oh, George, so we want these violins playing this sequence, but then we want you to reverse it." And then we want them to play this sequence forward, That's right. That's right. and then you want to reverse that as well, and then and then you layer them on top of each other, but just slightly off, and then and it's just shit if like you, that. If you, if you look back te- like, technology wise, what, what was actually available to do? Yeah. Then? Like it was is groundbreaking. Like That's yeah. not possible. He'd scream. Yeah, it's, it's mental, like you know. Just like, got to believe. The thing is, though, he would he would actively go, yeah, okay, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they just do it. It's just like oh, wow. the best producers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah okay. let's actually do what I'm here to be paid to do and instead of this is why forcing my will on what these people are paying hundreds of pounds to. <laughs> but it's not bad. Start, start, got. Created. <laughs> well, that says it all, doesn't it? His impression just. Are you actually comparing Star Star to the Beatles? Is yes. This, is this what we're doing now? Yes, I am. Um, no, they, that's, and that's why George Martin is considered one of the greatest, if not the greatest producer of all time. He, he paved the way for modern day audio production. There's a lot of stuff that's used now, and that's yeah. his techniques, you know. Which is pretty I mean, cool. uh, well, what I was going to mention is basically uh, I was going to give you a, a, little, a little brief. Run through of, of the general history. Yeah, of go for it. I mean, uh, as I say, they, they pretty, they pretty much history. dominated uh, the, the charts in the 1960s, let's be honest. Um, uh, the first hit was uh, Love Me Do in October of 1962. Uh, the band's first LP, Please Please Me, uh, was released in March 1963, nice. uh, featuring uh, the hit singles She Loves You, uh, which I believe achieved the fastest sales of any record in the UK of that time. Yeah. Selling three quarters of a million copies in under four weeks. Now you think back in them days, that's pretty. Yeah, that's that's pretty mad. Yeah. That's pretty mad. Uh, so a lot of hours mining down the mines for that money. It is <laughs> exactly. It was the first Beatles single to sell a million copies, and uh, it remained the UK's biggest selling record ever until the year 1978. I couldn't tell you what replaced in 1978. Ah, oh, um, Would that be Queen? Po- quite possibly Bohemian or Rhapsody could quite possibly be yeah like if, be anyone, if anyone's going to do it it's going to be Queen it could surely. quite possibly you google it yeah yeah but it's going to come yeah. up with all the film shit isn't it give me the fucking original date of the fucking song you but, fucking uh, until, until 1978 uh, that, that was the biggest selling record in the UK so this is it now this is what we come to right I go. I Google Bohemian Rhapsody and I get a picture of fucking Rami fucking Malik. <laughs> it's just like <sighs> Mr. Robot, son. 
Mr. Roboto Arigato. Oh, Mr. Roboto. Mr. Roboto. Yeah, uh, they, they, they followed that up very quickly. Um, uh, you, you'll soon see as I'm reading this out, like, the short space of time they were banging these albums out. Yeah. It's insane. Like, it's insane. So, like... 1975 in, in, Rhapsody. Sorry. So oh, it wasn't no that. problem, no problem. Um, in November 1963, they followed up uh, with the Beatles, uh, and that album uh, featured eight original Beatles comp- competitions and six covers, which were, like, Motown, rock and roll kind yeah. of stuff. Uh, and that was the second album that, to sell that, a million copies. Sorry, was that the game. album with Twist and Shout on it? I can't quite remember. Twist and Shout! That was the second album to sell a million copies in the UK. I can't remember what's on that, actually. Um, I can't remember. You've stuck me there. I don't, I don't know if it's Twist and Shout. I know when they recorded it, John actually nearly yeah, his, ru- his voice ruined went, his voice. His like. voice went, but it, it, it sounds yeah. so great listening back. It's yeah. proper raw, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like I remember Mark Hoppus always said that he done a John Lennon when they recorded "Damn It." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I can yeah. see you coming from. Yeah, I can see you coming from. He's proper breaking his voice there. Bit of a yeah. harsh vocal on yeah. the go there. Yeah, there's oh, pardon me. There's a lot of there's a lot of um, there's a lot of covers in that album. I mean, uh, a lot of the covers that they put on the albums, those were songs they used to play in like the Cavern Club and whatnot, and. They were in the set and things. So, sorry to go off on a slight tangent. In 1977, Wings had the biggest selling single of the year with Mel of Kintyre. It wasn't Wings, surely. That would be a Wings would have broke his own record down. Surely not. Wings others mentioned Paul had literally broke his own record down. So the top ten singles of the year... Nine weeks at number one was... Under the Moon of Love by Shawadi Wadi Wadi Yeah, Queen, uh, Yvonne Ailman, 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 sorry, Abba, Electric Light Orchestra, Johnny Mathis, Mike Oldfield, Mud, Tina Charles, Smokey, Chris Hill, and as you said, um, Wings. So it could have been any of those. I can't look at this article long enough to tell you which one it was that knocked it right off no the top. Problem. I got a question for you though, Sean. Do I like the music of Shawadi Wadi? <laughs> I was going to do an impression, but you've ruined it now. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I didn't never hear Shawadi Wadi yet. I actually I have because my dad had this eighties tape thing and we, um, that had all this terrible music on it, like Gary Glitter and T Rex, and then I had a Shawadi Wadi track on it and a Mud track. Funny enough, glam rock was it? Glam it's rock stuff. Terrible, mud, terrible mud, is mud love is all around me. Is it the same? The thing that's, the mud is uh, Tiger Feet and um, and and obviously they did the Christmas song. Lonely Christmas, this Christmas. Song. Lonely this Christmas. Um, hey, lonely this Christmas. Yeah. Was that the police as well? I think Love oh, is all around me. Was Gary Glitter when he was in Thailand? And you had you had, you had like Slade and stuff. Slade like, is one thing. Yeah, you would use all that kind of that, that kind yeah, of. I love that stuff. Christmas. Maybe not Creed. Maybe maybe not Slade. Slade and T Rex were the first two tracks, and one I liked and one I hated. Slade, the guy who do the that, yeah, yeah. Are you holding that? Yeah, the other one, T Rex. He's got like a massive sideburns. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't remember what that adverts, but yeah. Yeah, uh, so, uh, <laughs> so what, what happened? What, what happened is this: um, quite, quite, quite simple. Uh, the, Be- the Beatles 
gained a bit of popularity the second record came out and they thought that's crack America yeah and they give the first uh, live US television performance on the Ed Sullivan show very iconic uh, very well known historical yeah. that's basically what launched him in America wasn't it February 1964 my friend yeah. um, watched by Same approximately 73 million viewers United, in the United States and uh, you, you know you know the score with that it's mm. extremely uh, iconic TV performance are the Kings an American band sorry to change the subject you mentioned the know, I don't know. No, they're British. Ray Davis and whatnot, and yeah, yeah British, know. British. They invented so, distortion. If us, if us, anything. Kicked their amp over, so they did. Is that how it worked? Yeah. Amazing. They, they ripped the front off and kicked it over, and it was just noisy. That's pretty much it, really. That's all I got yeah. on that. No, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's I didn't know that. I learned something today. Mm-hmm. Funny band, the Kinks. Actually, if you listen to the lyrics, you know, Lawless were a transvestite, and back in those days, it's like Absolutely pretty risky. Like. Mind you, you know, there's a lot of like Lou Reed stuff, and it's all about transvestites and you know stuff like that. Maybe they were from New York, so there's a lot of like weird shit going on in New York. Not that I'm saying LA man, transgender people are weird, but you know, in those so. days, you're speaking of in those times, like I'm speaking of like I don't want to go with this. <laughs> <laughs> The Beatles released uh, the, the film and accompanying uh, LP uh, A Hard Day's Night in July of 1964. Film any good? Um, yeah, it's a decent film. The uh, films aren't, aren't bad, actually. It, it documented 36 hours uh, in the Beatles' life, and it, it oh. starred Wilfred Allo <laughs> Bramble um, from Stepdown and Son as, as Paul's granddad. You dirty old man. Um, yeah, Stepdown was, was his, his granddad in it. Um, it had absolutely no context to the film other than his crazy granddad had tagged along. <laughs> Arrow. Um, Does yeah, anything, anything, like, anything like the Kiss films or okay. Mo- 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 Kiss Mo- Save Christmas? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Beatles have quite a lot of films. Quite More like the Cradle of Filth one, like which I will be more. Cradle of Fear, yeah. The Hard Day's Night though is like the the title comes from. Uh, did you do you know this? They in the band similar to what we have with you. We have Bowerisms, right? So all words you make up and they just kind of catch catch on and other people start saying them and all that yeah they, they had um, they had Ringoisms and A Hard Day's Night is one of those isms okay okay and that's why Ringo is the lead in it isn't he he's like the one of the, the main focal points of the he, run, he, of the he runs away in it doesn't he he's kind of had a, he's had a bit of a guts fall in the session and he goes yeah. sits, sits by river and stuff and, and when he's you know when he's moping about in that film yeah. and he's, he's walking wherever and he was he was praised by a lot of critics for his acting skills in, in that part and they were like oh he did a really good job of looking miserable and all that stuff <laughs> and like he was like in the interview he's like oh yeah I was just really hung over and that's literally how he looked as I'll, bad as I'll he did saying, just... I am genuinely miserable <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hate my existence yeah but um but no, they, they had a, he had a lot of credit for that film and and when did he get that, any awards I don't know if he did did he hang him on his wall <laughs> hang him on his wall <laughs> um but the the beginning of that where they're running away from a crowd that's a hard day's night isn't it where they're running away from all that's the right. yeah, fans, the street, and yeah. George and, and George Harrison falls over that wasn't scripted he actually fell over and, and ripped his suit and everything I think when you and McGregor get hit by the car so. yeah that's <laughs> yeah that one. As it's gone yeah. over everyone's yeah, heads yeah, 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 I was yeah, referencing yeah. the cult film yeah. Train Spotting. Yeah. Um, there we go. Which uh, uh, is it more, well, it is a Karegi pop in it, isn't it? He's not in it. In this this music, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Do you know, know? Uh, anyway, after after they, after they put the film out, they chucked out uh, Beatles for sale. They just chucked it out straight away, pretty much almost. Uh, At what point did they start releasing all this Beatles crap? Is it? Well, the thing is, this is the thing. When did they become this, a brand? This is, this is, yeah, this, exactly. Uh, going back, going back to how quick they were banging stuff out. July 1964, Hard Day's Night. December 1964. They already had another album, yeah. which, were, which was Beatles for Sale. Do you see the the, the, the speed they bang and stuff? I've like noticed that a lot of older bands. It's common that you know people go back to like all oh, the legacy of these bands, and then the first like four albums are released in like fucking two years or whatever. It's, this is like, They fucking ride on that crest of pop. If you actually if you actually look at the release dates on the Beatles album, it's just I couldn't get over it. It's just mental. Like, do you think it's weird then that how <laughs> modern day you would think with the internet, YouTube, all that jazz, it'd be easier again to kind then of then surely people will go back to those ways, churn out a fucking ton of shit some people just, do just slam them some bands do I know that but like you know it's not the, it's not it's the norm because the market it's, it's diluted now you could release like a hundred albums in a year and no one would care yeah but, but but like in terms of like big artists and stuff they could genuinely just go to a studio for four months record like three albums and then just release them throughout the next two years okay, so but I'm, I'm gonna know. I'm gonna do uh, a very pretentious thing and, and proclaim that the album is dead it, it, hmm. Albums don't sell anymore. Yeah, I guess you nowadays, know, yeah, it's all streaming because they want to more than anything. It's all streaming. It's not like you don't have that album tour cycle anymore. People aren't expected by record labels. Mm. Obviously, people still get signed and all the rest of it. You're not expected to. The album is not a big event in a band's. No, you know, obviously it, they still need songs. Yeah. Like, but it's like it's yeah. not. No, know. I know what you mean, and it's not about so selling the album. So it's like you got all these mumble rappers. They just release like one or two mumbles yeah, one track at a fucking, time. It's yeah. nuts, yeah. man. I, I, I found that like, a lot. Like, oh yeah, I really want to get into this person. I'll check this person out, and, and like they have no records. And yeah. It's like how the hell do I find this? So they got like <laughs> massive music videos, and they're fucking huge. Like, so fuck's going on you? Why do people like you? You shit. Well, here's another thing. It's going slightly off topic. What's the difference between a mixtape and an album? Mixtape's rough, isn't it? Yeah, but come on, it's, it's too. It's, it, it, how, many, how much stuff is self-produced these days? I mean, how do you define a mixtape? A mixtape mix will often have non-vocal tracks in it as well. They just have some yeah. instrumentals. It does. And That's true. It does happen. True. Yeah. But there's a yeah. lot of times I'm like, I'll check out this new mixtape, and it's literally an album. And I'm like, why isn't this an album? I don't understand the definition. I think maybe as time's gone on, it maybe it's, a mixtape yeah. was kind of meant to be just uh, demos, demos, often non-vocal demos. And you can tell, um, you can tell they're mixtapes because the quality isn't there. Yeah. But I know I, what you mean. I, there, I are mix, there are mixed. There are mixtapes where they're like studio quality, and you're like, how how, yeah. how is this a demo? Like a, it happens uh, maybe in hip hop more than anything. Yeah. But like you get mixtapes and they're album quality stuff. Action Bronson is a is a prime example. He has a ton of mixtapes and maybe like two albums. But the mixtapes, they're all like albums. It's, I don't understand why it's defined separately and isn't properly released. And it's like you know it's hard to get a hold of. Yeah. Same with Death Grips, their first album in my eyes, Ex Military. Is a mixtape. It's never been released, or it had a really re- limited release, and it's like priceless. You can't get a hold of it. It's not on Spotify. You know, mm. it's not. It's, it's never been released as an album, which is nuts. I just don't. Yeah. The definition to me. Perhaps it's non-label released material. Maybe. Yeah, but I, again, back in like the seventies or something, I would understand. It's this prob- is this is a rough cut that they're presenting yeah. to get yeah. signed with and stuff, but like it's, it's probably just lost all meaning to modern day. Right? Yeah, that's... just sounds better. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like a recent album tomorrow. I don't need to be signed to anything. You know, it's I don't understand the definitions anymore. Going back to Beatles film, uh, they followed up in 1965 with the Beatles film Help. That's uh, the spy film. Help me, it? I'm dying in a van with, uh, in the garage. Again, with, with an LP of the, the same name. And Help. The song Help is one of my favourite Beatles songs as well. 
Well, they, they staged the way the way the the vocals harmonise. Yes, uh, the, the backing vocals start before the lead vocals, but sing right. the but sing the words of the lead vocals. So they they lay over and then eventually come to a harmony at the end. I don't know any other song that does that. Sounds like something Bjork would do. Um, yeah, Bjork, even. no, we always Bjork. look. We always try and do something similar. I know. Bands have done it where like they've had two melodies overlapping one another, but it's never the same melody yeah, overlapping yeah. at different times. Imogen Heap is your son. So, so yeah, I, I think that, that, that's. Let, let me let me let me bring you into so. another fact then before we trail off onto yeah, yeah, the yeah, nice week yeah. dark and Yeah, cool. and uh, Del Boy or any other Nicholas Sanders rated product. Fucked it, Rodney. Um, did you know that Yesterday is the most covered song ever, which was featured in that album? Um, I did know that. Cover song ever, 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 ever. I don't know what that song is. Yesterday All My Troubles Seem So Far Away. It's a fil- ah. film from Mr Bean's movie, but... Yeah. I'm, I'm with you, I'm familiar with, with the track. Uh, yeah, it's the most covered song ever. Suddenly. It features on that record. Hmm? That very record. It, uh, Paul is the only one that actually <laughs> plays. He's the only Beatle that plays on that record, right? I believe so, yes. It's acoustic, yeah. He's the only um, Beatle that plays on that record. Is it more covered than Time of Your Life by Green Day? Or um, Dakota by... It is, yeah. <laughs> no, it is, yeah. It totally is, yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Oh, grumble, grumble, Welsh Also, band. also, uh, that was nominated um, for Album of the Year at the 1966 Grammy Awards, uh, which at the time, uh, that was the first time a rock band had ever been uh, recognised within that category. Christ, alive. Yeah. Again, always pushing boundaries. Always pushing boundaries. Uh, Rubber Soul uh, was released uh, in, in December 1965. Same always, always a quick follow-up. Uh, and that features songs like We Can Work It Out, Norwegian Wood, uh, so on, so on. Uh, that was quite a forky sounding record. I'm yeah. sure Richard will... will uh, Norwegian agree. Wood. Didn't the, uh, George Harrison play the sitar on that? I believe so. Ethnic. Did you know that that was, the only, that was only the second EP to feature, like, all original Beatles songs, everything else, so they're like a mixture of covers and whatnot. That was really? This is common though. Second in the EP days, that is just pure Beatles stuff. That's yeah. mad. It was, in, that. it was in the 60s that artists kind of moved away from just repeating songs within like a song pool and actually writing their own. Hmm. Like, usually, it wasn't uncommon, maybe so much in the 50s and, and, and maybe before that. It was like, you would have the same song being released by multiple artists oh, constantly. God, they weren't yeah. covers per se. It was just a song that people would redo over and over and over mm-hmm. and over again. Yeah. Um, so, like, it became into the 60s and the 70s. It was more common then to start writing your own material. It was like kind of like the Motown record. Uh, I watched the same a really good just... documentary on this, and I can't remember who they had as, like, the catalyst of moving away from that. And I... Doing my nutting. That would be really informative right now, so I apologise <laughs> profusely. That's all right. Not a problem, not an issue. But yeah, um, with time, you know, it wasn't. It's not like you've released an album, oh, Beatles have done another Colors album. It wasn't like that. It was never defined as yeah. Colors albums. They were just no, tracks no, that, no. you know. The Beatles did um, set the BBC sessions. They were literally in the BBC in a back room and Peel who, sessions, really? whoever was on the radio like a song would come on the radio they would just cover the song just straight after it it's just like that shows you how good a musician they were they'd hear something and just go yeah I can play that and they normally play them better than what the original was as well which is pretty mad but, uh. yeah 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 what I'll move on to next then is uh, shortly after this time uh, the backlash came in when uh, John Lennon uh, announced that they were bigger than Jesus our Lord and Saviour well, this family uh, guy's got anything to say about it Jesus is only what like two foot 
Peter Dinklage is Jesus. Mm. So what, what, he, what, what John actually said was, I'll give you the exact quote. Uh, this was in 1966, by the way. He said, we're more popular than Jesus now. I don't know which will go first, rock and roll or Christianity. Uh, he said I did an interview and that caused quite the backlash. Alabama went fucking ape shit to that. But. Yeah, <laughs> records were destroyed, merchandising, there was a burning ra- things. What uh, a radio station in Alabama fucking done it live on air and everything. Had yeah, a fire and all right. that shit. And burn Vari- various stations stuff. pulled the plug, refused to. Jesus, Americans play. are bad shit. Uh, there's, there's, several interviews, there's several interviews with like young Americans where they're like, yes, sir. When they're like, are, <laughs> yeah. are, are you going to burn all your Beatles records? And I'm like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I brought hey, all my Brian records Dean. with me. They're burning yeah. the Beatles yeah. in a bag. <laughs> um, yeah, so as I said, uh, there were there were several interviews uh, with with various um, young American fans, especially, and uh, and they were like, uh, "So you're going to burn all your Beatles records? You're going to destroy everything?" Yes, sir. I certainly am, sir. And all, all this kind of stuff, your, t- your typical uh, institutionalized uh, yeah. American boy, and uh, it's great. It's great to watch. It's great to watch. Uh, various uh, stations pulled up, as you say. Various backlash and stuff. You okay? Yeah, Christian. Commercial. Um, <laughs> but um, Mr. Lennon, uh, he later claimed, um, he later claimed, not long after, uh, he was referring to how other people viewed their success. Um, but at the prompting of the reporters, he then concluded, "If you want me to apologise, if that will make you happy, then okay, I'm sorry." And that was that was his apology, basically. And that was that. Um, Christianity was appeased. Yes. That was that. Sorry, you feel it that quickly, way. It quickly blew over, and the Beatles were still one of the most Biggest popular bands in the world. They still sold at stadiums. Yeah, it, it, it affected nothing. People very quickly yeah. forgot. And about everybody it. who burnt their records bought more records. Yeah. Ooh, the win-win yeah. situation. Do you think on that one, I think we're going to take a break and get another brew? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I've drank all my brews. Uh, that's, that's your problem, not mine. See you in a bit. Fairy tale. Lost the flame in your marriage? Come to Nipple Twisty Swingers Club, the Rhonda Valley's first and only swingers club with OAP discount. Free entry at all hours for those over 65. Come and let it all hang out at Nipple Twisties. Find us at Hillcrest Drive, Paul. Have you had an accident in the last five years that wasn't your fault? We specialise in injuries in the workplace, and with over 25 years' experience in the field, we work upon a no win, no fee basis. But don't just take our word for it. I thought it'd be a laugh to take a picture of my ass in the photocopier, but when I sat on it, I fell right through. Injury lawyers, they sorted me right out there. And that Janice, all oh, the things I do to her, you would not believe. All calls are monitored for training and monitoring purposes. Hi everyone, thank you for checking out Steecast. If you want any more of us in your life, then head over to our Instagram at Steecast, Twitter at Steecast, and at facebook.com forward slash Steecast. Your support really means a lot to us, so if you'd like us to talk about a certain subject in one of our future casts, then don't hesitate to let us know. Anyway, let's get back to it. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode eight of Seacast. We are here on our special about the hit band Oasis. Um, so basically, where were we? We left off with Wonderwall. Um, you were sure, but I could speak. <laughs> <laughs> I was pulling your leg. I, I, um, I'll admit that sounded funnier when we tried planning. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, 
what I'm gonna what I'm gonna talk you through now is I'm gonna talk you through the uh, the Beatles uh, last studio at LP uh, before they later um, went into what's known as a touring phase. So what they did there, uh, they released Revolver in August of 1966, uh, which was their seventh LP, uh, featuring the classic Eleanor Rigby, um, and then that was put out just before their final tour. Uh, and then they, they decided we were a guts for. Uh, we don't want to, we don't want to tour anymore. We we we're going to stop touring. Like I mean, all of the concerts anyway. Uh, I don't know if you ever listened to an actual Beatles concert. All Scream. you can hear screaming. That's yeah. all you can hear. They were the uh, first band, I believe. Like. I believe they were the first rock band to play in stadiums as well. They were the first stadium yes. band, which was Canal No, not Canal. Was it Canal Six? No, it was the other one first. Uh, Cooper's Field. No, Cooper. No, it's the it's the one in. Oh Christ! Cooper's Fields in Cardiff. Yeah, it was in Cardiff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Cooper's Field. But anyway, they, the they, they were the first band to play in stadiums. Meta. Is what I'm trying to say. I can't remember the first stadium they played in. They did play in Candlestick Park, though, which is a stadium. Just a quick question. Just a quick thing. If anyone did pick up on the Suez Canal thing from the last episode, our season end episode will. Well, I don't know if we're doing a season end anymore, but we'll have this recap episode where I will address all the stupid things that I've said over the last eight months. And so will everyone else, hopefully. Yeah, maybe. So what happened basically after after as I said after 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 uh, nineteen sixty six they were like we were a guts full all I could hear is screaming uh, we can't even hear what we play and let's be honest they couldn't hear what they were I playing. always thought that screaming was not overdubbed but just you know no, they put it really the microphones on the crowd <laughs> push them all the way up they but. literally couldn't hear what they were playing it's like no it would just scream just it's pointless yeah. uh, so they stopped to they win. like us too uh, much oh. so oh, my, we better my, stop. <laughs> 1966 to 1970 is what is known as uh, the studio years of the Beatles. Anything prior to is uh, uh, the the touring years. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the Ron Howard documentary films out, the Beatles touring years. Very Fucking good film. Ron, I out, think uh, I have. Is that about two years or so ago? Yeah, I think good, I have. Great film, great yeah. film. But um, that's about that. Didn't he direct the Da Vinci Code? That's about the stadium The Da Vinci Code. Yeah, that was, that was him. Ron Howard. Yeah. No, he was in Happy Days. Why do they always like make fun of him on The Simpsons? I don't uh, understand. Didn't he write dian- diametics, diametrics as well? I haven't got a clue. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Ron Howard. I don't know. He was like Ron Howard. He was in Happy Days. He was in, he was in Happy Days. Sunday, Monday, um, Happy Days. Ah, I see what you're doing. Yeah. I, I've, there we go. My, the, the penny has dropped. I apologize. So what happened was this? What happened was this? Uh, Is this be- where they start taking drugs? Yeah. Yeah, more or less. Uh, they headed into the studio to record the iconic and legendary Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. It's a great album. Really? Yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened. Uh, did you know? A, 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 quick, a, quick, a quick fact for you. A quick fact for you. Sgt. Pepper's was the first major rock or pop record uh, to include its complete lyrics uh, within. Within or on the album sleeve slash artwork. That was the first record to do that. I did yeah, not know complete, that. Yeah. We're talking the complete lyrics. Wow. That was the first album to have. I always appreciated that as yeah. an album by mm. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. 
See, another thing to thank the Beatles for. But yeah. cheers, John. The uh, the album the album uh, is, don't want it. The album is looked look back upon as a, as a studio engineering masterpiece. Uh, as I said, uh, considering that the technology uh, and and the limited ways of, of going around things uh, uh, back then, and as I said uh, earlier on, uh, the 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 recording is seven hundred hours worth of recording was involved. Which um, version of the the title track titular title? Titular track. Titular. 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 Titular track. Do you prefer the first one, Sergeant Pepper's, or the reprise one, which is at the end of the album? Which uh, one I do you enjoy prefer? the reprise. I, do. I prefer the reprise but, version. Um, it, it's more upbeat and quick and. Dun, 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 dun. So, I, I, yeah, I, I can listen to that from start to finish. Yeah, it's just, great, uh, great album. Always a good yeah. shout with an album, really, being able to make and it. And they through. got uh, <laughs> Little Help My Friends as well. That's a cracking tune. Go, I, yeah, I so. love that song. Yeah. It's a great album. It is a good album. I would probably say it's my favourite Beatles album. I, I would say. Uh, it's Abbey Road and, and Sergeant Pepper's is my uh, my favourite. But uh, you know, I pick up at different songs of different albums. That's the, that's the thing with the Beatles because, they, like you said, they release so much and so little. You can't say favourite album because your favourite songs are off like twelve different albums. It's just like, yeah, Jesus. But my favourite Beatles song. My favourite. As, um, my, my favourite Beatles song is. is it's a three parter. It's it's um, on Abbey Road. You've got Golden Slumbers. The end. Yeah. You got. You got. You, well, just like it all Metallica's. Goes, uh, that's what I like. That's my favorite. Oh, okay. Like a Queen Cambria kind of deal. Yeah. Or Metallica and Forgiven, but it's called different names. Similar. 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 Are you Unforgiven Nine? <laughs> yeah, but um, I'll be moving. I'll be moving back on to Sergeant Peppers in a little moment when I go into our offshoot topic. So no, I'm going to yeah. leave that there for a second. Um, so what what happened was uh, they, they then followed up uh, with the Magical Mystery Tour, uh, which is as spacey and trippy as it sounds. Uh, well, they didn't do any more touring at this point. No more it? touring. No, the film the film was released uh, in 1967. That's what the album's called. Oh, yeah. the so. film was released, the Magical Mystery Tour, and then a little bit later, the, actually, I think the the, mm. the soundtrack album was released. Uh, and that's, and that's where you get um, Yellow Submarine. Okay. Yellow that's Submarine. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, and then uh, that, that the, the, the song that was really shortly afterwards again. The song "Magical Mystery Tour" is like one of the best opening songs for a set. Like you know, if you're a band and you write an opener, oh god, that I song know. is just so good to to open up a thing with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to know about the like the the behind the scenes, the, the grim stuff. You know, obviously they got up to some dark shit. Like, Number eight. You know, they're, they're all PG thirteen. All like the information out there, but guaranteed, you know, they were fucking. Which was the first member of the band back. to beat a prostitute to death? Exactly, shit like oh, that. Shit, I guaranteed I they killed Probably someone. John Lennon. <laughs> yeah, I reckon he was a serial killer or something. John. Yeah, he's got I a really spooky, spooky air about him. Of all the Beatles, John Lennon looks dangerous. Like, in his face, you can is see the Ian Watkins of the band. Yeah, he is. <laughs> this, well, maybe not, like, you know... I wouldn't make that comparison. He could have been. They had enough money to get away with it. Aye, but, like, fucking steps aren't that bad. Like, <laughs> You've got the wrong Ian Watkins, mate. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, is, like, he looks... Psycho. He looks a bit like, you know... Which one's he on that book there? If can, uh, um, if these are, these are young, so I can't yeah, tell them one. apart because they all look the same. Oh, yeah, he looks like he's wanking right there. And they all look for the, the, for the benefit of the tape, I am showing the, the Steve <laughs> photo of John Lennon uh, in the early 60s. Fucking DSR, that beer. Yeah. Jesus. Um, 
So yeah, they followed up with the. Uh, I'm gonna say this is my least favorite Beatles album. Uh, they followed up with the self-titled double LP, which is more commonly known as uh, the White Album, I believe. That's probably my least favorite Beatles album. I, I'm gonna probably get hated for saying that, but um, that had my well, my guitar journey weeps was on there. And here comes the sun. Was, was yeah. that on that one? I might have beat actually. People are going to be going mad listening to this now. I think um, I think Who Comes to Sun was on that because they. I think it was on one, then uh, Michael Hodgson was on the other. Like, so well, Michael Hodgson was a George composition. That's a George yeah, composition. I know. Was, would there have been two George compositions? Yeah, there's a good chance because there was always one Ringo, <laughs> but George had a bit yeah. more input. Like. <laughs> But, yeah. I should know all this. I should know I'm all sure, this. I'm sure. Hang on. I'm going to have to look this up. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Is he going to come back and bite me on the uh, buttocks? Hi, PC. I tell a Beatles joke. But I have not prepared. I've not prepared. I've not prepared. Beatles are good doctors. Are good. No, it's on Abbey Road. The best doctors. My bad. Some of the white albums on Abbey Beatles Road. Know what were we even talking about again? Beatles. Uh, Beatles. <laughs> Here comes the sun. I thought it was on the white album. It's actually on Abbey Road. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Fucking which I am actually moving on to the 11th studio album Abbey Road so, yeah. oh, oh, again sorry you're going, how much gaps are between these albums are you caning them out of this oh, they, no time at all as I keep saying no time at all between them all and given at this um, point in time they're not touring as well so. they're not touring um, they banged out Abbey Road uh, which was the 11th studio album Abbey Road was uh, and let's Went be, there, didn't we? Let's, let's be honest, uh, that's probably one of the most famous Steve. album Steve's of all time. One of the most famous photographs of all time. Probably the most famous crossing in the world. You're wearing it right now. I'm literally wearing T-shirt with it on right now uh, for the benefit of the tape. Um, just to butt in, wasn't <laughs> there was the around that time or just before Abbey Road, didn't they go on a brief hiatus? Because they, they started releasing solo stuff as well at that point. I believe uh, the first solo John record was Give Peace a Chance, I believe. Give right? Peace a Chance. I believe uh, <laughs> that's what happened. But I, you kind of... That's, I'm sure you kind of stopped my flow a bit I'm there, sorry. because this is what I'm going to mention. Go on, um, Let It Be, Let It Be was recorded before Abbey Road, but it was stockpiled and released and afterwards. Uh, so Let It Be then became yeah, the Beatles' yeah. final album. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was kind of going to get on okay. to Number eight. What I was going to get on to there Sorry, um, Yeah, no problem um, But as I was saying though The, 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 photo, the photograph is, is extremely popular yeah. Referenced by the Simpsons uh, Even everybody's referenced I've got a, I got a Deadpool version of it upstairs Me and Sean actually visited the last time I dragged Sean along to the crossing He was extremely uh, <laughs> pleased with uh, It's a fucking yeah. zebra crossing guy Yeah, if I could find the video clip I was I almost as pleased the, uh, as every vehicle that was passing through that area <laughs> if I could find the video clip I'll upload it to whatever sure, media sure, we yeah. have if you live in London and Abbey Road is on your daily commute you would go around yeah come on it's, it's, it's constant stopping it's it's, it's, uh, it's not smart we, we, we try to have a, uh, a photograph it's just constant you've either got people trying to have a photo on or people just trying to drive past them yeah. and, and, and remember, looking, looking annoyed at stopping it's just constant it's constant remember when we saw those two people having a photo on the wrong crossing yeah further down there's, <laughs> there's, a, there's a crossing literally a couple of yards down the road 
which it might actually even be closer to the actual Abbey Road crossing to the Abbey Road Studios because you've got Abbey Road Studios on the other side of the road and then you've got the two crossings at each junction at each end so the, the Abbey Road crossing where the Beatles picture is taken is closer to the tube station but then as you go right the way down the road past all the Beatles wankers so I'm, I'm pointing at the Abbey Road cover right now for the tape um, on the left hand side here is Abbey Road Studios just up here past that white fence and further past there where that car is right down the end there's another crossing which may or may not be Closer? Maybe it isn't. Maybe it is. I can't remember. Is, um, is you like, were walking down there for some reason. It's like a little, um, like a, like a some kind of like cenotaph thing or like a little monument. Uh, is by the way, in the middle yeah, of the round, like a roundabout. Right. So yeah. it's very close to that. And uh, there's like a bench in the corner, and there was a, a chap on the bench who was telling me to go to a different Beatles shop uh, because uh, that was the original Beatles shop. Um, oh, so you were there selling loads of Beatles shit before anyone else? Yeah, <laughs> it was for you. <laughs> he, he made he made quite a point of telling me to go to a different shop than the actual Beatles store, and the Beatles store is cracking, by the way. The, yeah. So you've made what he said wasn't you've the, made your uh, living exploiting someone else's legacy, and now someone else has another shop exploiting someone else's legacy, and you're annoyed that you got there first and now they are doing a better job of exploiting someone yeah, else's legacy much, yeah. so you're angry about that good on you yeah <laughs> I, I was not a fan um, basically like I understand obviously it's a very important cultural it's, like, it's iconic that's all it's it just is. iconic isn't it? I absolutely agree with you but it was just it's like when you go to the Eiffel Tower and it's brown and there's loads of people everywhere and there's machine guns and it's just like it's never what you think it is when you you know a bit like when I went to Father Ted's house perhaps well that was, no, that was different because I was Father Ted's house for me it was like oh my god this is incredible this is, this is surreal you even dressed as Dougal yeah it's, <laughs> that was different because aside, which can't describe other than me and Tom everyone there was a massive t- uh, Father Ted fan yeah. so that well, was no, James that was wasn't special. oh he wasn't either was he no oh yeah, I'm just saying. Hitler thing. Yes. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just I'm just saying. 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 Um, it's a one-time thing. You're not going to do it again. Yeah, if anyone else. ever is in that yeah. neck of the woods, definitely go and visit the Father Ted House. It's, it's amazing. It's on a different scale, I think. I mean, oh, Ab- yeah, Abbey Road is almost like you know the astronomical clock in Prague, or you know the Berlin Wall, or where it was. Everyone goes there. To or see the Amsterdam it. sign in Amsterdam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, so what have we got here that isn't drugs or whores? We need something to. It isn't as depressing as the Anne Frank. I was. Let's just put a sign that says Amsterdam. We need and something. Everyone will go there. We need something for Instagram. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have a giant shot. are going to fucking Chernobyl now, aren't they? Have you seen uh, any of that? Yeah. I've seen like YouTube videos of people. So I'm. Hi guys, I'm in reactor number two at Chernobyl. I'm like, yeah, you have cancer. <laughs> <laughs> fucking third arm. There's like out, um, models and stuff against Starkers and everything. Eh? It's like they're going to go with third tit or something. No, <laughs> Fantastic. Total recall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I know the, the the radiation has dissipated somewhat since then, but still there. Though. I really wouldn't go there. <laughs> no, the, like I was told, the most reactive part of the, of Chernobyl, where it is now, is where they threw all the firemen's clothes in the hospital. That's part, that's where the most reactive, and the fire engines themselves. I think they are the most uh, sort of what's the word? Is it, it's not reactive. Deadly. It's uh, radiated, yeah, radiated, radiated areas. Yeah, I've played Fallout. Two, three, and four, and uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere near. No, not seventy-six. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I'm not going anywhere near nah, Chernobyl, son. I'll tell you how much now. Nope. You know what I mean? It's in a, it's in two concrete sarcophaguses, sarcophagi. Um, but, but still, you know, I mean, Eastern Ukraine, Eastern Ukraine is probably grim enough without Chernobyl, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> no offence to Ukrainian people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I love Eastern Europe. Everything costs pennies. Ah, I've done it again. I love Eastern Europe. <laughs> the culture is fantastic. Why my baby have third arm? The reactor is fine. <laughs> the reactor is no problem with the reactor. Your baby is fine. What's that squeaky voice guy? What was his name? That was in it. They were talking about the that. The guy who's like, oh, yeah, I'm just like, like wrong with the reactor. No offence to him, his voice is terrible. <laughs> I, I remember seeing him in another show. Uh, he was in uh, he was in Ordinary Lies, actually, which just happened to be on the telly. And I was just like, how could you... I was like, why, why aren't I an actor? Like, how, how is this guy an actor? <laughs> You've got a voice like that and you're doing better than me. How is that possible? Like, Anyway, know. anyway. Maybe it's all in the facial expressions. Maybe he's Amelia Clark jogging with you know, his eyebrows. Are telling the story. All eyebrows. All eyebrows. <laughs> Going back to the Beatles, which is the point of this. She could probably wank you off with her eyebrows. Because it's a nice sweet thought, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> going, back to the, going back to the Beatles, um, here's what happened. Here's what happened. Uh, they, here's what happened. Here's what happened. Sorry. Yeah, uh, so Abbey Road, Abbey Road was released despite the Let It Be sessions taking place prior. Yeah. Uh, Abbey Road was put out. Um, the Beatles did what would be their final live performance, um, which was filmed on the rooftop of the Apple Corpse building, 3 Savile Row. Very popular late performance. Um, Sean would remember seeing that footage when I took him to a Beatles museum in Alkma, and uh, we, we, Alkma? We, we watched that performance for a bit. It was on as we were walking around and stuff. We were like the only two people in there, possibly. Was that on there when you guys went in there? Then did they have it playing? Uh, that was it, it was just general no, videos just that general. were on, I think. Yeah. Just, yeah, but I remember we watched pretty we much. We sat down and watched it. It was on like a projector. Wasn't that's it? right. Yeah, we watched pretty much the entire performance. I there. enjoyed that because I, I obviously that's been referenced to multiple times. Of course, the B shots. Of course, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was nice to actually see it. Yeah. Also, like, it reminded me of that Alien Ant Farm music video. Ah, oh, oh, the, the these very, days, yeah, the uh, the movie award thing. Oh, so the the uh, mobile imagine, imagine being uh, so like bored. You know, you, you're in like the Bojack Horseman Hollywood bubble, right? The Mulholland Drive Hollywood bubble. You go into some fucking awards show, and there's some fucking band playing on the roof. And you're like, hmm, who's that? So they were like, they pretty go, much, I was in an Ant Farm, and they go, who? And then you just walk inside. That's pretty much it. Well done, Alien Arm Farm. Good well tune, that is all. I like these days. It's a good song. Yeah, but no one cared when they these did that. These days, I mean, um, get arrested for like no reason. No or, offense to or, it, Originally, uh, they were they were looking to do some kind of like mini film slash documentary thing involving a live performance, and they're like, "Where should we do it to?" I, I don't know. Where should we do it to? So they go. I tell you what. Let's just get on the roof. And they literally. What, just, what building was it again? It was the the Apple Building. It's the Apple Records Building, which I also, was, a, it was like the EMI Building or something. No, it's the record label. Um, three Savile Row. Um, Jimmy Savile Row was it? No, 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 no. Um, oh yes. In, oh, in, yes. in in London, a very very notable kind of area, I suppose. But um, and there, that was January thirtieth of January, I believe, nineteen sixty nine. And I hope we passed the audition. Sixty nine. Yeah. Nineteen sixty nine. Yeah. Was it up on the roof? Yeah. Jesus. So when do they stop releasing albums? Sixty nine. <laughs> no, I mean, like I, I thought we were in the seventies. Now I feel like I've lost. No, 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 no. Oh, the, yes. the last time. The last time uh, all four Beatles were together in the same studio was 1969. Jesus, I didn't know that. That's what I'm saying. It was it was all this literally. You can see how close everything together was. All that it was a whirlwind. Yeah, like eight years. A whirlwind couple of years. How many like 400 albums in eight years? This nuts. I think it was 11 studio albums. 
It's not that many. And they say the drug out is easier. Must be 12. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, let, let It Be came out pretty much uh, as they were more or less breaking up. Yeah, when, yeah, when they got yeah. that, that video of them playing on the roof, they all look a little bit long and a tough at that point, as if they'd been in the band for fucking years. That's the way it looks. And they, they, all got they, went, they went through the whole hair phase, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, they were like uh, early 30s, weren't right? they? Uh, yeah. the early 30s yeah they would be Paul was 28 when um, again ruining later where I was going to move on Do Paul was 28 uh, when Sorry. Abbey Road was out oh right yeah but, you know, that's mad commercial break Welcome to Magic Mike's Motorcycle Emporium. They're all facts, and you've not got MOT or license. Come on down. We're next to the chippy on Malpas Road. Come get him for the scrap. He does let me fucking tell you. Are you in a band? Are you dense as fuck? Then pay us to do what you can do yourself, you fucking numpty. Welcome to EBA Promotions. We will scab and undercut to get you only the best opening slots on gigs nobody could give a fuck about. Set up and manage your band camp for an inflating monthly fee. Sell you access to thousands of Facebook or Instagram fans. And most importantly, gain you distribution under the most popular streaming services, guaranteeing you won't see a single fucking penny of royalties. If you're a musician who's too fucking stupid to use the fucking internet, give us a call. Oh, actually, we don't have a phone number <laughs> or an address, just a Facebook page, because that's how real business is done these days. Remember, DGA Promotional Management. In, in answer to Gene's question, uh, Let It Be was uh, released in May 1970, so you can see, as I was saying, the, the crazy... Uh, it's a crazy time schedule that was going on. It was just a short space of time. It was a very short space out. of time. It was just banging so much out. It was crazy. Welcome back, by the way. Yeah, um, welcome back. So it's, uh, <laughs> mental. it's mental. It's <laughs> mental. It is. It's it's very condensed. It's a lot more condensed than I thought. Uh, and a Let It Be album was actually released a month after the group's breakup. Um, what happened, Mr. McCartney? Uh, he put a. Uh, a lawsuit for dissolutions of the Beatles' contractual partnership. Oh, so like it dissolved their record deal. Yeah, essentially. And How many was, more records do you need after that? Was in 12, that right? was in December 1970. So Let It Be was out in May 1970, and by December, uh, all the legal shit started getting involved. Um, but it wasn't fully formalised until 1974, uh, when John Lennon signed the part, the 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 paperwork. He didn't actually sign until 1974. Uh, so the it's a weird time for him to do it, isn't it? He must have had the winter blues. Uh, well, it says by your son, uh, December the 29th. He was actually on vacation with his family at Walt Disney World in Florida when he signed oh, so it. It's very, uh, yeah, very sunny. That's what, uh, that's what history says, apparently. Uh, yeah, but that's pretty much the, the history of, of the Beatles right, the, right there, as in, as in an active as, band. As what is that's kind of where it ended, right, basically. So why, why wasn't John Lennon supporting the European Disney? Why was he going all the way to America? Oh, he was living in New York, wasn't he? He was living in New, New York. York. New York. Which is New what? York. Which is what I'm going to be going on to Jack. next. Jack. Um, so that 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 was the Beatles. They were more or less done as an active band. Johnny, what mustard on your hoodie, Jack? Do you know why you first wanted to dissolve them? Uh, you're going off. People say that. Was, I, I, think, I think they all, they all just they got t- tired of each other, tired of, yeah. of the process, tired of the recording. And, and like, you, you think how many albums they were churning out a yeah, year after year. It was just, just like, fucking out. Yeah, how many bands they, 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 they grown, they grown, they grown 
they grown beyond it. Yeah. Like they grown beyond it. I think but it's kind of like the Yoko Ono thing. It's John. It, it's it, the, the Beatles are the original band broke up because of the girlfriend. Yeah, like it's like distance within, isn't it? We are the distance. No, I was guessing Nicky couldn't keep his willy in his pants. So, <laughs> as I was saying, uh, going sorry, back, sorry, Nick. Going, going back to uh, ties in nicely with why why wasn't he in in Disneyland Paris? Um, John was living in New York at the time. Uh, uh, leading up to my next topic, which is John Lennon's death. Mm. Um, big grim. I'll do um, to you what on, I did to John Lennon. John, you go, you go, John. On December the on December the eighth, nineteen eighty, uh, Mr. John Lennon was shot dead outside his apartment in New York City, the Dakota Building, um, in the archway just outside. Um, yeah, uh, by uh, Mark David Chapman, uh, yeah. who was um, a bit bit on board to say the least. Um, Super fan, really. So, what happened was Bjork had a serial killer stalker as well, but he shot himself, not Bjork. Bjork, sorry. That's uh, Bjork. Weird. Bjork. What happened though was uh, was he, he planned he planned the killing over the course of several months. Apparently, he looked like Darth um, Maul. Really? Yeah. Well, sorry, carry as, on. As in, I don't know where I'm going with this now. Uh, <laughs> the serial killer, um, the guy, the guy, not serial, even the serial. As in, as in Darth Maul, the character, yeah, the character, the, the, the man who plays him, which me and Richard met, the man who played. No, him. Darth Vader, we met. Darth Maul, you said. I said Darth. Oh Maul. no, we met Darth Maul as well, didn't we? Fuck, I forgot. I met both. Yeah. Either, either way, yeah. I met both. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I met either. Yeah. I met Dave yeah. Prowse, yeah. and, and he. Uh, He's Darth Vader. The conversation he had with me was a G R T H. It's a lovely conversation he had with him. Bottoms up, matey. Uh, very, 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 very um, David Prowse was a very lovely man actually I had a photo with him as well she's a rebel and a spy <laughs> take, take her away take her away um, <laughs> me too if, if, if I was in charge of Star Wars I would have kept David Prowse's voice in but that's just me that's, that's just me um, anyway um, I'm going to rewind a second because I'm going to totally lose where I am otherwise uh, yeah um, Mark David Chapman was, yeah. was the fellow shot John Lennon uh, outside of the court of building uh, December 8th 1980 uh, yeah he, he planned it for a while but he was apparently triggered um by some of the things Lennon had kind of said previously in his kind of lifestyle, was it a, certain was it a, things like bigger than Jesus. Yeah, I was going to say, was yeah, that Jesus coming back? Little things like that. Um, he, he's a bit, he's a bit, he's a bit what they called triggered in, in every aspect of the word. He just um, didn't like hippies, did he? No. That's what it boiled um, down to. He was a super. So like he'd arrived. Was. Basically, Mark David Chapman had arrived in New York City two days uh, prior to when he shot him, uh, and he began kind of like waiting and hanging was, around outside. I was wondering why he got shot in New York. I mean, people <laughs> in mean? New York don't care. No one no, cares what no. you're doing. So it's like, oh, John yeah, but, oh, um, good. <laughs> he kind of he kind of started hanging around like uh, outside, waiting for him and stuff. And um, on the Morning of uh, of December the eighth, he used to hard hang around outside and stuff. So what happened? This and this is interesting. Um, during the afternoon, he'd actually met John Lennon, and John Lennon had signed a I've heard this. Yeah, yeah, John Lennon had signed a copy of the album Double Fantasy for him, which he'd literally just put out. Um, and he'd actually had a photo with him, which a nearby fan had took as well. So there's wow. actually a photo of him with the guy that was just about to kill him. Was there any reason behind that, or was he just kind of like building? That's what I'm getting on to. Must have a signature. No. So um, yeah, as I say, he met him previously in the afternoon. I believe uh, he something to do with he possibly met the son as well. Sean Lennon was about as well, um, depending on what you read. But uh, yeah, he met him early in the day. Had a photo, signed his album, and and that was it. He went on. And then John went off to a recording session. Later on, uh, John returned from the recording session with Miss Yoko Ono and went from the street behind him. Uh, Mark David Chapman came along and he fired uh, four bullets, I believe, uh, which uh, hit John Lennon in, in the shoulder and punctured his left lung. Um, 
obviously we, we know John Lennon died um, but the, the weird thing is like Mark, Chap- Mark David Chapman literally stood at the, at the scene the entire time remained, he remained completely calm just uh, stood there um, and, and hold, uh, he dropped his gun of course and he just literally is holding a copy of the, the book uh, Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger what the fuck yeah 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 um, he's proper tapped don't he yeah and he, he later said that um if you were to if you were to read uh, this copy of the book, um, which was taken from me on the night, he said you'd find in it the handwritten words, "This is my statement." Uh, make, catcher in the right. Yeah, make of that what you will. I don't know either. What but does the book symbolize? I that, that, book is, like that, that book is his statement. Uh, uh, the same yeah. day, J.D. Salinger, who goes on to uh, create the TV show Bojack um, Celebrities, yeah. what do they know? Yeah. What, what's it? What do they know? Celebrities, what do they know? How do they know, How it? Do they know it? Let's, Let's find, find out. out. <laughs> Something like that. I think I would butchered that. Yeah, but uh, he shot he shot Lennon. Uh, uh, Lennon was obviously rushed off the hospital, pronounced dead on arrival. Uh, Chapman just literally stayed at the scene the entire time just was Yoko Ono all this just there, she, uh, was there. She, she was obviously their comforting John they obviously uh, the, the security guard attended to him and whatnot, and obviously Yoko was there as well um, but uh, yeah he just he just stood there kind of like calm faced and holding a book basically yeah, but he shot this fella. Yeah, uh, he, and he, he, I did that. He, uh, <laughs> I was. He, ple- he pleaded. He pleaded. He pleaded guilty to the murder. Um, he was given uh, twenty years life in prison. And Patsy was his son. Um, he's been denied parole ten times um, since becoming eligible in two thousand. So That's I don't think he's. Harsh. I mean, it's not. I don't think he's ever coming out. Um, ten times. Harsh. It's, it's a fucking murder. There's got to be a point where it's like. There's a, there's a very good film about this with Jared Leto in it, and Jared Leto put quite a lot of weight on for the role as well. He plays the. Killer is really good film. Um, chapter thirteen again referencing Catcher in the Rye. It's all linked to this Catcher in the Rye. So I admit it. I've, I've, I've never read that. Book. I read the book. I read the book purely because of, of this thing, and it's just a, completely unrelated. Uh, it's like, yeah, it's about um, this guy who talks in a kind of kind of like I talk now and again, where people don't really. He's got his little isms and whatnot. This is kind of, yes, yeah, your little your little lad that talks in a kind of weird kind of. Are you saying that in another timeline you shot John Lennon? Not at all. But um, I couldn't see the link. I don't really get the whole link to the the catch in the rye and, and the. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So but, what's um, the link to the catch in the rye? So that's, that's what we're trying to work out. Oh. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Mark, Mark David Chapman's obviously still in jail. He's been denied parole yeah. ten times, and that's it basically. I, I, uh, Once he probably died. He gave, he gave no real reason, I think, Three other times. than other than being triggered by some of the stuff he'd said. And well, he had the last laugh with the trigger in. Then the book was the book was his statement, yeah. and, and that's it. Like really, but and, it wasn't uh, his. It was G.D. Salinger's. As I, say, as I say, there is a very good film about it, though that I've personally watched with yeah. Jared Leto, on it, and he's grown huge in it. And he's, he's put a hell of a lot of weight on for it. He's probably gone to the. I think Lindsay Lohan is in it as well. Oh Christ! Yeah, but. Is this, good, it's a good film. It's a good film. Really good film. Is this pre or post? Um, it doesn't matter. Oh. It doesn't. <laughs> it's extra Mars. It really doesn't or? matter. People define. Them. No, I mean, as as a, as a I'm on about Lindsay Lohan now. Is this, oh no, this was this Herbie. Was, it's pre or post Herbie. Is uh, it Herbie? before Herbie? I think. I think. Is it Herbie? Yeah, before Herbie. Herbie. Or is it? No, what's the other one? Uh, 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 no, oh, that's a, that's that's one. But like the other one with Jamie Lee Curtis in. 
one with, where they transfer, they tr- change bodies. Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday, that's the one, yeah. Before that. Oh, was before that, yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, she's quite young then. She's I don't know, I don't know. I, I can't tell you. That, that I'm not going to be the Emma Watson kind of I can tell you this, though. <laughs> let, let me tell you this, and you'll enjoy this. Lindsay Lohan has got the exact same birthday, day, month, and year as myself. July the 2nd, 1986. Really? She's the same age as me. Exact exactly. same age. Exactly yeah. the same age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Match been heaven, that is exactly. Right? Yeah, it's great. It's great. If you like um, drug addicts, yeah, she is listening. Um, I love your work. So, um, I got a clue what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, that's it. Obviously, um, uh, John John is dead, and uh, obviously the, be- the, be- the Beatles were no more. Yeah. Um, which is gonna? I'm gonna actually bring you on to my next topic. Which is, and this is this is crazy. Paul is dead. So, yeah. are you aware of this conspiracy? Because we love conspiracy at the Speedcast. We do. Um, love this is why I'm going to reel it all back into the conspiracy we love world now, and we can really go off on one almost night. as much as we love a crackhead. So, uh, yeah. Lindsay Lohan, <laughs> crackhead era Lindsay Lohan. Are you aware of the? You're obviously aware of the I Paul am. is dead conspiracy. Theory. I am aware of this. Um, is it the Paul is dead? Paul is dead. <clears throat> the, the legend goes that the. I'm uh, inserting quotation marks here. The original Paul McCartney died in a car crash in 1966 and was replaced with a lookalike slash soundalike um, an all-round general imposter. Uh, the Avril Lavinda. Uh, Avril Lavinda. Commonly named Billy Shears, also referred to as Billy Shepard. Other call him William or Billy Campbell, but they're all apparently the same person. Billy Shepard, mate. Um, yeah, or... <laughs> If you want to be more general, he's known as Fall, Fall McCartney, F-A-U-L, Fall McCartney. Uh, they say that... Um, Avril Lasagna is... They say that the Beatles have apparently left several clues over the years within their album releases and the artwork. Why would they do that, though? Well, oh, because because they, they say because they're, they're ravaged with guilt and they've... They've left them in purposely for their fans to they find. They say they say that um, from, from a, ca- a cash a cash perspective, like um, yeah. you know, uh, when when he died, they just they just kept they kept the cash cow. No, yeah, th- you say cash cow there. One thing that I read, which I thought was really clever, is that this rumor was actually started by the record label to sell more records well, because there were messages that people thought when you played Beatles records backwards, backwards yeah, they would do it, and when they play them backwards, they're wrecking them, so they've got to buy more records after playing them backwards. What's, what's the one on Little Nicky, isn't it? Like Lionel Richie or something really like late in the It's like playing it backwards, like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for, for example, I'll, I'll skip a little bit forward on that. In the, um, for example, in the song Revolution 9, if that's played backwards, Number eight. Uh, there's a bit that says, turn me on, dead man. Turn yeah. me on, dead man. And jo- John says, that's in Revolution 9. I still um, alone. There's, strawberry, strawberry Fields. Um, oh, there's a beer apology. called Strawberry. Not a problem, son. There's a beer called yeah. Strawberry Fields. There's, Let's drop that in because we're still. I've tried that. I've tried that. It's a collaboration um, between Tiny Rebel and. Uh, it was lovely. They've no, long gone now. Long can't, gone. Can't remember the uh, brewery. As you're looking for that, though, I'll quickly tell you. Yeah, in Strawberry Fields, um, it says I buried Paul, apparently. Yeah. Um, which uh, John has publicly. Not, not a common name. John, John had publicly addressed several times. Say, yeah. He's saying he said cranberry sauce. Um, yeah. And it yeah, is cranberry yeah. sauce as well because there's different takes. While Sean finds who the collab with. Uh, and surprisingly, there's been a lot of beer. Is called Strawberry Fields. He's for the Tiny Rebel, my friend. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, there was there's a lot of takes for that for that, and he says cranberry sauce in other cranberry takes. Cranberry sauce, so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, on the Abbey Road um, cover, which we've talked about earlier, apparently that represents a funeral procession. Uh, John is the preacher in the white suit. Ringo uh, as the mourner he in, in, his, in yeah. his little suit. Uh, George is Jean clad. He's the grave digger, yeah. full on denim clad. Um, Paul is is in a suit, but he's barefoot. Apparently, they say he's supposed yeah. to be the, the deceased. And he's got his fag in the right hand when he's actually left. That's another one. Yes, the fag is yeah. there. The cigarette is there. Um, also, the Volkswagen Beetle uh, in the background. Uh, the number plate it says twenty one F. Yeah, uh, which is supposed to be referencing twenty eight F. Twenty eight F. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, he's supposed to reference if if McCartney was still alive, he would have been twenty eight. And it also says L M W, I believe, which Linda. is Linda McCartney Linda. widow. Yeah. Yeah. L-L-Y-M-L-R-S but, So it was It was, on, it was on, Fields on. Forever Not Strawberry Fields uh, oh, Fields okay. Forever And yeah. it was Tiny Rebel And Northern Monks I got that bit right um, Yeah Going back to that though The math is wrong He would be 27 Would he be 27? Yeah. 20, the number shooting place 28 well, What's my t-shirt say? No, <laughs> 28 didn't I? Yeah, yeah so The number place is 28 And people yeah, go Oh yeah. he'd be 28 if he was live Yeah That wasn't the case at the time He would have been 27 27 is it? Yeah 27 club um, yeah, yeah, but um, that's all. That's all the clues on on that album cover, apparently. Um, yeah, there's the, uh, which there's, he's laughed off on more than yeah. one occasion. Um, there's a few, like there was a cover of Time magazine where um, there were after this rumor became mainstream because it hit the news, like the like BBC and all that yeah. were talking about this thing, yeah. and uh, people trespassed. Time magazine trespassed on Paul's estate in Scotland. That's right, when, and, uh, um, the Millican the Tiger, kind of and apparently they took pictures like. When Paul came up to him, just like get off my land, like he's just yeah. like they took unflattering pictures of him, and apparently that's right, that's right. Paul exchanged. He asked them for those uh, rows for. I say rows, no, it's the uh, what's the original photos film, called? Roll of film. Yeah, the film, the roll of film for an interview. So they gave him an interview, and people reckon that those photos show that he looks nothing like Paul McCartney when he's just like. Casual lizard kind of thing, yeah, lizard. And ship shift does he in the cover on the cover because he was on the cover, wasn't he? Of Time Magazine, that was that was the kind. If you (laughs) this is this is such a stretch, man. If you pull the cover out and hold it up to the light, the car advert on the back goes. Oh, I show you the the face, yeah, yeah, the head or whatever. But it's just like Christ, you are reaching at that one, like. So this is pre Pink Floyd, but all these wasters had just moved on to Pink Floyd albums, and you know, like Jesus, man, and yeah. these, so, um, these, are, these are reaching. The the, the I mean the, the main the main one that they talk about is the the Sergeant Pepper's cover, yeah, uh, where there's little things like, such as George's finger points at Wednesday morning at five o'clock. How can you point at Wednesday morning? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lyric. Um, it's so a, it's family, uh, yeah. she's just it's a lyric. If you cast your mind back to earlier on in the cast, Gareth said that Sergeant Pepper was the first album to have lyrics inside the he did. thing. And yeah. George but from is, that from that sentence, it wasn't immediately uh, apparent what he was saying. Yeah. My apology. <laughs> um, yeah, and Wednesday is the day that um, Christina Ritchie is McCart- um, yeah. basically, basically the song she's leaving home on on the album. The first lyric of it is Wednesday morning at five o'clock. Where George is positioned on it, his finger is pointing at that. They say that's the time that Paul died in a car crash. Wednesday morning at five o'clock. Cetera, Don't they say in um, 5 Lady Jesus. Madonna? Was it Wednesday morning's papers never came as well? 
That's not That's it now, now yeah. you know. um, well, Surely the papers would have come regardless if it was on if uh, McCartney was identical or not. Uh, there's, so. e- there's even things like, um, if you look at the, um, I haven't got the cover in front of me now, but if you look at the cover, there's a, there's a violin-shaped, uh, like Left-handed a Hoffman bass wreath on it like as well. Um, and then there's like wax figures of the young Beatles kind of like looking yeah. on at them as well it's all supposed to be like a grave site and then the flowers spelt the band name apparently if you hold a mirror to the bass drum um, you get that um, says what does that say uh, it's a date it's like a date isn't it yeah. and then isn't it something is, de- is die or something like that yeah and it, that, that was that was one of your best friends remember, dying and then writing all this spooky shit I, in your fucking I, think, I think also most, most of the most of the, the stars around them are, are, are like dead celebrities and whatnot as well yeah as there's also a hand above Paul's head which symbolises uh, someone's got like the death in other religions there's also a, there's also a, 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 mo- like a model car on it as well hand yeah. of the daedra was his son and the, uh, daedra, the, the, yeah. the toy car is supposed to be like uh, the, the symbol the, the, yeah. the replica of the car he died in etc what debunks know. that the cover entirely is they done a load of different shoots for that cover and yeah, which I've seen in the Beatles Museum yeah in, yeah, in yeah we did and yeah. um, Paul is never in the same position in every shot no. Ringo is actually in the position Paul was in That's in a lot right. of the yeah, shots pretty sure I saw one of those and they're like digging a grave and just laughing <laughs> but the, um, the Hoffner bass in the flowers yeah. the Hoffner bass in the flowers that was a last minute edition by the set designer Okay, that was his. Plug on They say it might have even been a tribute to the 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 guy I said that died. Stuart Sutcliffe was the yeah. best player originally. They say that might have been a tribute. Yeah, to it him. could have been. Yeah, um, yeah, but the the opening of Rick's of the record is let me introduce you to the one and only Billy Shears and yeah. then that's got the whole Billy, Billy, Lish, Billy Shears is supposed yeah. to be <clears throat> Fall McCartney etc and it all stem from there yeah. there's, there's, okay. there's loads of other different theories you can look into it for days if you yeah. there is so, an awful lot yeah a there's lot loads of of, there's, even, there's even one that um, there was a, a curator of Paul McCartney's home that looks really similar to him and talks really similar his name is John Halliday I believe and that's not a very common one but I've looked even further into yeah. it and, um, and they say that that was the original Paul McCartney. He does look really, 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 really similar to him, mind, um, to what Paul looked like uh, in the sixties as well. But that's another theory as well. Okay. The curator of the McCartney home uh, was just Paul, basically. <laughs> yeah. That's another one as well. It's great. It's, you can look into it. I just know, wanted a quiet life. life. It's a theory that yeah. Alex Jones and Bill Hicks are the same person. Who? Bill Hicks. Yeah. Bill Hicks is a completely different plane of existence than Alex Jones. Man. Yeah. But uh, uh, in, ter- in terms of response from Paul himself, though, uh, Paul has spoke in front of it several times. In the 1993 live album, Paul is live. Literally, the cover is is a piss take on it all uh, of the Abbey Road cover, basically. Uh, so on the 1998 uh, album, I am not real. I am actually dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Fans are uh, uh, about it. the fact that he might not be real. He's talked about in loads of uh, loads of TV yeah. interviews and stuff like. It's like the uh, album cover of Let It Be is another one, isn't it? He's the only one with the red background. That's another one, yeah. Is a in one of the films? He's the only one with the black rose on his uh, black rose, yeah, black rose thing. in the pocket. Uh, in the Sgt. Pepper's album, he had OPD on his shoulder, but it actually it was actually OPP, which is for Ontario Police, Police Canadian Police thing. It's a coming last one, but yeah, it was that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, old pig destroyer. He's, ans- he's answered all yeah. these questions yeah. as well, sort of over the years. It's, it's, a, it's a shit theory. He's answered them quite. Vague. <laughs> he's answered <laughs> them quite vaguely, and but he's none he's of this kind is of true. Them. Said he's, uh, Paul McCartney. I think he just said that he liked he liked the badge. He didn't particularly yeah. remember why he had the badge on. He just did, and yeah, exactly. He just just laughed it off, really. Just so a Steph gave us from Kenya. <laughs> It's an American political. Yeah, what, what, do you, what, what do you, what are you, what are your opinions? On Hilarious. Paul is dead. The Paul is dead theory is just crap. Paul I, is better than I, dead. I do. He's all in your head. The conspiracy about the conspiracy is that the record label started it to make more money. That's what I firmly believe. It planted their own clues. Yeah, perhaps. definitely. I don't reckon he was dead. He might be dead now. He's flogging a dead horse. He's thing like, is though, thing is though, if he died in nineteen sixty six, that's a hell of a long time to be an imposter or an effort to go. That was, that was before Wings even formed. Yeah. So how can you? How can you? That's essentially, like where Paul, he died. Right, like Paul, and looks so like the much. Tune, like sing the theme Paul. tune. Yeah, what, wouldn't you, wouldn't you just kind of like stop after the Beatles kind of broke yeah. up and be like, I've done what I needed to do. Yeah, now. just exactly. You know, still touring, still releasing albums. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, I, I'm not buying that theory. Maybe the Avril Lavigne one's got a bit more weight to it. I don't know. Yeah, because she kind of was mint, and then she wasn't. <laughs> she did marry Chad Kroger. Yeah, what's that? And I'm not airing it from some forty-one. <laughs> that's a, that's a Derek Whibley. Oh, Derek Whibley. Whibley. The stuff on forty-one been recent. It's good. It's cracking. Yeah, yeah. it's recent. Some really good. Faker on death was a. Is that the new one? I don't know. There's no, 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 no. Faker, no, 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 no. Oh yeah, there's a new one. They, they released a video the other day, and they're like doing one where they're like in the sixties, and then another one where they're in modern that's day. That's the one. Yeah. What's it called? I listened to some forty-one, but I don't want to waste my time. Yeah, they'd be don't want to become a victim of that conformity, do you? Good stuff. Son? Um, yeah, but I pretty much, I pretty much summed up all the general history of the Beatles. Were there? Yeah. Uh, uh, John's death. Paul's the Beatles. George died in two thousand and one. Cancer, as we all know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Paul, Paul is apparently. Yo, Paul got yeeted, fam. Paul is apparently, apparently Paul is apparently still touring and apparently still, um, if he is even Paul, uh, he's still going. You know what I say? Living that die. I bought, I bought his new album recently um, as well. He's still still going. Um, Ringo's still going. Ringo's still going. With his old star Sir band. Ringo or Sir Richard Starr. Yeah, he's still going. He's still. Um, but uh, depending depending on what you believe, Paul is uh, very much active. Um, yeah, but that brings me that brings me up to pretty much the general kind of yeah. thing. Uh, I, I'm just going to ask a few questions. I've got a bit of a game. I've got a bit yeah. of a game. I've called fact or fall. Might want to hide that bit of paper. The font on is huge. Not a problem. I got, uh, the game yeah, is I've got a game. game. I've got a game I call Fact or Fall. Uh, do you want to keep score there, Sean? It's just Albert. It's a paper in front of you. There's only five or six questions. That's okay. There's only five or six questions. Yeah, whenever you're ready. No. Nope. Tonight, I'm use a ten. Okay. Is there a fox on a road escape? It is, but I don't know if there's a fox. Whenever you're ready. Might be some sort of antlered beast. Okay. Oh, yeah. So you, you're not playing. This is probably the first quiz that you've not played because you've always been. You know, it's even me, Tom, or Rich. It's the first time you've done a quiz. I won't get too excited. It's literally about five, five, six questions. I was just, I was just, just yeah. pointing yeah, out. Yeah, it is, it is yeah. the first one. I won't get done. too excited. Question. Um, Question. Question. Yeah. So um, when you're ready, yeah. Ready when you answer. Cool yeah, pie. Okay. Every Beatles member has lent their vocals and appeared in an episode of The Simpsons. True uh, or false? That's false because John Lennon false. is dead. 
We won't say false. false. I'll say false. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're all correct. Bang uh, The only Beatle never to appear in The Simpsons was John Lennon, who of course died in 1980, nearly a decade, decade sorry, before The Simpsons aired. Yep. Christ. Okay. For my next question, Beatles place your once. Is what I said. Uh, the Beatles performed in Merthyr Tidville in 1963. I'm going to say false. Yes, I'm going to go for true because because that's in soil say They played the Merthyr Rising Festival <laughs> with the Alabama Three. Played in Merthyr in 1963. Beatles played in Merthyr Tidville in 1963. You know what? I'm going to say no because if they had, if they had, I would your no fucking end of it. From true. I remember when fucking. Sh- um, Oh, oh Mills. Oh, what was that? What was Take that? Back what, what was I'm the? Gonna say, I'm going to say true. What was the venue that was where Argos in town was? Oh, people um, were like, oh, I seen so and so so in there. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. My, my, well, my dad didn't meet my mother there, but he was always like, I seen so and so here. I'm sure there was seen. something when we went to see the Beatles tribute band about this. Unless I am being mistaken, but I'm going to go true. Hello, Arthur Park. We are the Beatles. Unless you turn us off, Quant. What were we all saying? I'm going to say false. I'm going to say true. False. Right. Uh, it is false. It is false. Ah, yeah, false. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the Beatles have never before. They performed in places like Langdano yeah. and uh, places Some like that. Almost uh, Bridgend. Uh, never, um, never, uh, never Merthyr. High boys. High boys. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, uh, yeah, so um, me and Tom got a point. Rich didn't get a point. That's that. correct, yeah. Moving yeah. so. uh, on my next questions. Uh, the Beatles' final UK tour ended in Cardiff in the Capitol Cinema on the 12th of December 1965. That's the so last ever show in Cardiff. In the UK. One of the last, one of the last ever performances, and one of their last, well, one of the one, last one deaths. Of, or, one, no, one, of, one of, of the one of their last UK tour dates was in Cardiff. I can believe that. It's not far down the end four, is it? Is it? Do you mean it's the last, or is it part of the tour? They would have played. They would have played a few shows, and they played. They played two, two Cardiff dates. I'm going to say yeah, yeah. The Royal Hotel. They played in the Capitol Cinema in Cardiff. I say false. This was 1965, by the way. I say false. Fuck it. What are we saying? True. True. The answer is true. Yeah, the, oh. the, the, the two the two final dates of the UK tour okay. uh, Beatles uh, was, was in. Was in <laughs> Did I ever say I was an expert? Yes, <laughs> Mr. One, Mr. The two, one the, point. The, the two final dates of the UK tour was it was in the Capital Cinema in uh, in Cardiff. The final one being on the twelfth of December, nineteen sixty-five. Wow. Any other appearances they made were in London or, or such, but um, UK tour wise, that was their final UK tour, and they ended the dates in the, Cardiff. Um, ever play in but. Bristol Feck lesson? I don't think that was it. No, where the Beatles not allowed to take a dump on a boat. And number two's only unless you see uh, a Santa Flo uh, um, mashed up uh, pile of Dundee cake. <laughs> Part of the reference. Um, yeah, how do we perform on that one? Uh, so yeah, I've got the scores on the doors, pal. It's all all above board, all written down, all yeah, Christ. If I, if I was to say to you, I'd like to be under the sea in an octopus's garden in the shade, is this a lyric from a Beatles song or have I just, or have I just given you the lyric to a children's nursery rhyme? I say, under the sea. I say, I say, say, like say, say it again. Bob, I say it again. If I was to say to you, I'd like to be under the sea in an octopus's garden in the shade, is this a lyric to a Beatles song or have I just given you a lyric to a children's nursery rhyme? 
True or false? I never hear that nursery rhyme, but I'm going to say nursery rhyme. I'm going to go with, um, I'll go with Yeetles, man, on this one. What were you saying? Going Kyburn got yeeted, man. That's, that's a Beatles lyric. Okay, so... I said children's thing, I think. So we got... we got. Uh, I said Kyburn. So we got two two yeses from you and... Me and Rich, yeah. Okay, yeah, it's, um, it's a Beatles lyric from Octopuses. the Ringo Starley vocal track, Octopus's Garden, which features on Abbey Road. Oh, the song is actually called Octopus's Garden. Yeah. 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 Nice. Nice. And, uh, David joins his locker, is this one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next one. If I was to say to you, well, you should see Paula Team Pam. She's so good looking, but she looks like a man. Is that a Beatles lyric or a complete garbage? Decide as you will. Sounds like a Lou Reed track. I'm going to say that was a Beatles lyric. Yeah, I'll go with Beatles on that one as well. It is a Beatles lyric. Uh, yeah, of course it is. It's a song uh, called Polythene Pam, which is uh, uh, on the album Abbey Road. Anyway, that, that's all I've got for you. Literally all yeah. I've got for you, question-wise, yeah. Sean Tip took That's all I've got for you. A short game, short quiz. I absolutely yeeted you on that Yeetles quiz. Um, I won with five points. For second was Tom with four points. In in last place um, was the Beatles expert, <laughs> Richard, Mr. Three Points. Um, I've been dubbed an expert, apparently. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. It's a title I gave you, but it was apparently undeserved. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> so that's that's our cast on the Yeetles, then. That's, that's all I've got for you, really, yeah. That's all I've got for you there. Anything else uh, you want to add? Feel oh, free. Who is your favourite Beatle guy? Uh, I mean... Uh, uh, I like um, Scarabs. Song, Songwriting-wise and performance-wise, it'd be Paul McCartney. Beatles know this. Beatles are good is that, I think Is that coming from being a bassist as well? Yeah, yeah, it's very, very revolutional. It's, it's never, it's never no standard, it's always grooving. Always. My favourite Beatle is probably... It's always grooving, always running up and down, it's never, never standard. It's does he, does he run the bass down? It's, 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 yeah. very, it's very unique way it of unique. playing, it's constantly, it's, it's a constant rhythm going on. Yeah, and like he was playing bass left-handed when there were no left-handed guitars around as well. At that time, anyway. Drag could you force. could you take a right-handed guitar, turn it upside down, down, and put the strings on upside yeah. down? Does that work? Yeah, because you know, I thought logistically that makes sense, but I don't understand guitar. It does. Um, what about the pickups? Certain certain guitars, it's certain shapes. It's like a hindrance. You know, like the Strat. Yes. If you notice, Jimi Hendrix plays it upside down. Yeah, I've never noticed that. Um, have, really. But yeah, it's 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 because the cut is further in on right-handed, so you can go up the neck, but the the other cut is there. So if you flip it over, you can't get all the way up the neck unless you're like that, basically. Right, I mean, I see what you mean. That's your archer hand over it, but yeah, no, like George Harrison's my favorite Beatle. I just prefer his songwriting styles, really. No problem, no problem. But yeah, um, we have we may as well talk about some of the brews we've had on this cast, seeing as we. Hitting the end. Before we do that, I just want to say thank you to everyone on Instagram that had an argument. It was fucking hilarious. Um, obviously, we don't really know enough about Flat Earth, and I think we're going to have to revisit that one. But yeah, thank you for arguing, even though we know you didn't really listen to the cast because you didn't curse us out afterwards. But still, that was fantastic. Thanks, Thanks Alex. Alex. It was great. <laughs> um, yeah, so going on to some of the proofs we've had. <laughs> After that, um, so I've been having the uh, Monet Brune by Dupont Brewery today. I can't confirm that was a good one. It is a good one. How was it? Oh, it's Dupont. a doozy. Is it Francais? Dupont Brewery. Dupont. Or Francais? Probably. Or Belgique. It's probably in the southern. Is it Wallonia? I don't know. I should know Belgium by now. Yeah. But I don't. It's one of my favoured ones. Like, 
Saison DuPont is one of my favorite beers. Like, so. I've been drinking um, the Czech imported lager, which is £1.50 from mm, the Czech. It's actually um, it's brewed by uh, Star Pram in Prague, or just outside Prague. So um, it's a good one. It, it looks cheap, but it tastes amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I've also been so donating a lot of things in Czech. <laughs> Jesus, no comment. Um, so uh, I've also have this uh, Thornbridge Cocoa Cocoa Cabana. I see what they did there, um, which has been gifted to me by Richard. You've held on to this one for a while, haven't you? A while, yeah. It's been um, in my fridge for ages. So yeah, it tastes like chocolate, man. I didn't like it. It's good, man. It's got that roasty. Ugh. It's porter, is it? Roasty, yeah. toasty porter. Ugh. What are you drinking, Biz? Rut? Uh, a wine sized bottle of Blanche de Mar. Best, best uh, sweet beer in the world, dude. Apparently so, yeah. What's the this Brasserie de Bock? Is it the brewery versus Brazil? I'm not sure. I was looking at the cork earlier and it just says traditional. traditional. Probably in the last episode. Tradition. I think it's like B.O.Q. Brasserie du Bock and I've got a delirium then I've got the pronounce that brewery I dare you I've got the standard white and blue label delirium yeah they're good they're good strong but really nice lovely 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 brew I've got Paul Belgian on it all basically yeah Brasserie du Bock SA yeah cool I didn't know that I thought it was just this was the brew you know yeah there's a blanch, there's a, isn't like a rose version of that, a rose version. There it is, yeah, there it is, but it's very difficult to come across. Now this, this delirium motherfucker, now this is a nightmare. Um, is this, this, this is a British version, isn't it? Because it, it doesn't say tremens on there. Yeah. Oh, just it's delirium. So it's delirium tremens. Uh, what's the brewery, Le- he- how do you say that? Haig. Haig. Is Haig. it Haig? Haig, is it? Haig, yeah, something like that. It looks a lot, probably, maybe in that case it's a lot more difficult to look at than this actually say I've always been afraid to say it in case I mess it up breweries beyond to us so uh, I, I think we're undecided on this but I think roughly this brings us to the end of Steakhouse season one season one is done yeah, I, I don't know what, 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 what that actually means I don't know but it is <laughs> this we is get the, people sneak peek of, sneak uh, peek. of, uh, of uh, what we're going to do for the next one so we've got a, yeah. a lot of ideas in the pipeline actually haven't we for the season two we're yeah. going bigger and better and crazier a lot were the, the the conspiracy ones uh, seem to do well, even though yeah. we do a lot of TV stuff. The, the conspiracy ones seem to they're my favorites. They're yeah. my favorites as well, probably. It's just yeah. it's so wacky. The um, David Like one is still my favorite. I think <laughs> after all this time, even though it was the second yeah. one we did, you know, or yeah. third one because we had one which was never released. Don't tell me. I'll probably say that out of all the intros as well, we've had. I think yours was probably my favorite. with the David Ike intro that you've done. I'm pretty sure. I can't I'm remember sure what happened. I'll be honest. Didn't I do the David Icke one? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Jesus. Which one did I do? Craft beer. Craft beer and Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah, but we might we might calm down a bit on the the TV stuff. We might have an episode where it's got a couple of TV shows in it that we talk about. Just stuff that we're watching at the time. One one. 
particular TV show that we do want to focus on in an episode, like just one episode on, is going to be Black Mirror. I think I'm going to say Twin Peaks. Um, <laughs> maybe one day. We'll maybe one Twin day Peaks, we'll do so. Twin Peaks. Um, yeah, more conspiracy. Like I'm hoping. I'm hoping we get onto nine eleven or something. So that yeah. is like the the sort of yeah honcho of the, the conspiracy world, and especially with the censoring on the internet at the moment. Yeah. It's pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've taken a lot of the conspiracy sites down, and like the only I know YouTube has started um, yeah. taking people yeah. down for it. And uh, Reddit, um, when you when you type in nine eleven conspiracies, it kind of redirects you to the official narrative sub. Oh, really? Yeah, Reddit, the turning ten cent. That is mandatory. Right. I'm not going to start now because we won't stop. But ten, <laughs> ten cent are a bad company that have put uh, the, a lot of money into Reddit lately. Yeah. Is this to do with the, like quarantining of subs and yes. stuff like that? Yeah, yeah but, but, it's, but there's, like, there's like a Chinese agenda pushing it. Let's, let's move on. Yeah. I'm going to be here all night. Um, <laughs> I've had one whole monster drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we've got a lot of ideas for future episodes. Brexit. Um, Brexit being one of them. Brit exit. Uh, Brexit. Bre- Brexit. Brexit. Britain. Britain exit. Yeah. Um, so look out for them. Uh, we will hopefully be doing a short wrap-up episode as well at some point, um, which I think Sean is just going to apologise for all the bad jokes. Yeah. So basically what I'm going to do is in the next couple of days or weeks, I'm going to go for every single Steecast episode. And if I haven't killed myself by the end, <laughs> I will... Um, Make a list of everything that we need to apologise for, and also a list of things that we got wrong. And there's a lot of things. Flat, yeah. flat Earth is uh, flat Earth is one. Apparently, yeah. Mark Sargent isn't the guy to learn about flat Earth from, according to the comments on the he Instagram. He is a shill, a government shill. Yeah, okay. he's talking about comments on our fucking page. Yeah, we're going to have a special episode as well. Maybe like a spin-off. Are we going to keep that secret for now? Or? Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll keep that under wraps and announce it at a later date. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it'd be fun. I think that'd be cool. So everything, everything's coming up steepcast. Everything's coming up steepcast. We got we got a few things in the pipe. Oh, shit. Got a few things in the pipeline coming up, and uh, hope everyone likes it. Really. Um, on that, I think we're going to sign off. Guard, you want to? Uh, Any last words regarding the Eagles, my friend? Yeah, I, uh, I, I want to say thank you to Gareth as well. Yeah, because I've been a bit of a dick recently in regards to this, but this is the first episode that you've narrated. The only, the only episode I've ever It's the only yeah. one you've done so far. Yeah. So, well done to fucking getting involved in this shit. And, and yeah, I've done a good job, son. I got to say, you, got you, were, you were probably the most prepared of any of us have yeah, ever been for any episode. Yeah, ten out of ten. Yeah, uh, thank you. That was the Beatles. Do you want to sign off season eight official? Uh, season eight, uh, season one officially. We're going to make it a season eight. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get David Benoit or whatever. Benny D and D. Guys, well, yeah, I'm going to make a Game of Thrones joke, but I've already fudged it. Forget yeah, it. Okay. Move on. Go on, guys. Sign us off. This was the Seacast. This was Seacast season one. Thank you all very much for listening. We'll see you next time.